Pickaxe. Hello and welcome back to High Rollers for a 2018 rollback, a celebration of all things High Rollers, answering your burning questions and talking about everything that's happened in 2018. This will cover the final stretch of the Lightfall campaign, the last six months of Erois and Rogue's Gambit, as well as various other things that we love about D&D. So be wary of spoilers for all of these, there's no set times for when we discuss any of these things, so if you're not caught up, you're probably safer skipping this for now. Just before we uh, jump into the episode, I just want to say that as the guy that manages, edits, uploads and records these stupid intros for the podcast, how great 2018 has been, launching this brand new medium for you all to enjoy High Rollers. It's been a fantastic experience and the progress we've made has been incredible. As of right now, I can see 219 ratings on iTunes and an average rating of five stars. That's insane. It's it's amazing. There have also been a couple of times where High Rollers has been in the top gaming charts on iTunes and Spotify. For a podcast as young as this, that's an incredible feat. I'm super proud of what this dumb little idea I had out of nowhere has turned into and genuinely look forward to the future of this podcast. And it's all thanks to you listening to this podcast week after week and sharing with your friends and more. So genuinely, thank you so much. Anyway, on to the High Rollers 2018 rollback with Dungeon Master Mark Humes, Rhiannon and me, Tom. Enjoy! Oh. Welcome. What? Oh. It was uh, the fade was a little bit. Oh. Do it, try again. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, a little special stream. It's not your regular high roller stream today. Uh, I am joined by the lovely Rhiannon and Tom Hazel. Hello. As always. Hello. Uh, and because it was just the three of us uh, this week, everybody else is still away at Christmas. You got Kim still away uh, doing her awesome thing out in Malaysia. Katie's still up in Scotland. Scotland. And I have no idea where Chris Trot is, but he's somewhere. Um, we thought we would do a little special something called and I like to think that maybe we can make this a yearly tradition yeah where we can maybe do this with more people in the next year we're doing the High Rollers 2018 Rollback yeah the Rollback and here's the logo for it there's, there's no logo there's no logo, there's no logo. <laughs> this um, was put together quite last minute yeah uh, but uh, what we thought we'd do is look back on the last year of High Rollers so 2018 for High Rollers we've done a lot a lot's happened um, and we want to talk about like what our favourite bits were some of the th- plans that we have for the future but also you know what you guys thought and what you guys favourite bits were and like we got some questions that we got from Twitter Discord Tom been asking in Discord as well, uh, yeah. Um, which he's he's got there now. Nice. Um, and so we're going to answer some questions, but also yeah, talk about some of our favorite bits. I've also got some video clips of people's favorite moments. Awesome. Um, and we can find ones for you guys as well. But yeah. I've got the others because they did email me what they had. Um, before we jump into that, obviously it's Jingle Jam. The Jingle Jam's still going. Yeah. Make sure you can uh, you go in if you've not got the bundle, which I imagine most of you have. But don't forget, you can still add to your donations to your bundle. Um, there is a way of doing that. I'm sure there will be a chat that will tell you how to do that um, um, yeah. yep yeah. that'll do that uh, but if you do we will try and answer any questions from is. donations throughout the stream so if you if you want to add uh, some money to your, your amount or donate something we can add in uh, your questions and we'll answer them as best as we can uh, and then the other, only other thing to talk about is the fact that Erois our main campaign is back next Sunday 6th of January everyone's back seven days oh, we're God, super hyped yeah. uh, we really we really want to get back to yes. it oh, so excited I want to hold dice again <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hmm 
Yeah. Oh, you say guys. that. You both say that now. You wait until you see what I've got planned for I'm pumped. next year. See, I love that. I love the fact that you're pumped whether it's good or bad. I'm, just a, like, I'm, I'm happy just to be here, guys. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. Um, I love it. I'm excited. So to clarify, the rollback is for 2018. Uh, so we're going to yeah. be answering questions about, I guess, Lightfall and towards the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogue Scambit, uh, Erois. Yep. So if you do have any questions and you want to ask them now, Twitter, we've got a post on there. And yep. There is a Ask High Rollers tab in the High Rollers Discord. You can go in there go and nuts. ask some questions. And yeah. we'll yeah. try and get through as many. And go donations. Do you know what? I was looking at this, Tom. So 2018, do you know what it began with? Can you remember what it began with in High Rollers? Was it? Uh, was it uh, the Reynard's family arc? No. It was ju- was that, it was, that was uh, just before. That was the tail end of 2017. Oh, really? 2018 began with the Cam Buckland stuff, which was just afterwards. Oh, Greybell. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. I was, oh, yeah. I was surprised yeah. at that. I remember because um, there was a massive break in between... Unky Ferrahorn. Yeah, Unky and- Ferrahorn and that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, man. So There you go. little nostalgia for you. God, so much happened in that time. Though. Well, yeah. So was, like, What, five months? Yeah, it, it, it was a lot happened for the whole beginning. And I appreciate Rhiannon wasn't there for the finale of campaign one. But yeah, 2018 was pretty busy. So we finished the Lightfall campaign where we went through the Greybell arc... We went through yep. like a bunch of miscellaneous episodes with like you going around and like seeing like friends and family and stuff like that. Yeah. Aww. Then you um, had the siege of Talisval, uh, the battle of oh, Falania. So we got back to Talisval and then Falania appeared. Um, what did we do in between Falania? Oh yeah, we went around and then yeah. So you went to like the the elf oh, spires, like the you went absolute final people. mission. Yeah, the classic kind of final mission. Thing. Go recruit ev- all your friends and allies. <laughs> Um, and then you got back there was the siege of Talisval after that you literally got back and then that kicked off oh my god for Falania that was like the big main follow and then we obviously had the epilogue and then the finale yeah holy crap so so much happened so there's a lot of stuff for you to ask questions about if if you want to know anything in particular because I guess now that Lightfall is finished, we can just talk about that. Yeah, just, we can just talk to about completion. it. And like, I'm sure that if you if you're going back and you're watching it, there will be some spoilers for the Lightfall campaign if, you, if you've not checked that out yet. Um, we are going to talk about it. There are going to be spoilers, but hopefully you can still enjoy it. But obviously, we're going to talk mainly about Eros and things like that. Yeah. So I've got on my list here. So we finished the Lightfall campaign. We started Eros. Yep. I did the Stream of Many Eyes and did my critical role. I Kaliana was this year. Yeah. We did Rogue's Gambit, which was pretty much straight after the Stream of Many Eyes. We started that like it was like a couple of months afterwards. Yeah. What was that? October to December? Uh September, I think. Sep- oh, oh, September crikey. to November. Yeah. yeah. September to November because it was uh, across the weeks. Um, we obviously launched Eros as a podcast. Mm-hmm. That was new for us. We did that. That was a brand new thing. Um, we did some more one shots. We did like the Spectaculars one shot. We did all the stuff at Christmas. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, we obviously had Rhiannon join us. That was brand new. We added a new member of the family. Um, of and Kim's horror one shot as well. Kim's her- horror yeah. one shot stuff as well. Comic Con. Yeah, we oh, yeah. did the Comic Con. We All did the, the live shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So a lot, lots a lot to happened. talk about. A lot, a lot to um, yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you, Tom Hazel. Uh, oh, wow. So there were two questions that I sent around to the team. Okay. Um, and it was the two questions were what your favorite what were your favorite moments from 2018 so those could be game moments or whatever just any favorite moments you had oh man okay and then the other question which we'll answer in a second was uh, what are your hopes or goals for Eros specifically in 2019 okay so um, favorite moments of last year okay so I think the final episode of Lightfall was incredible and I loved that yeah that was so so good and so epic and holy crap what a what a great episode that was 
I don't want, I, it's difficult. I don't want to talk about it too much just in case there's anyone that's like, oh, I'm finishing it, fuck. Um, but finish what? it. It's great. I've got a video clip, which I think is, it's not fully spoiled. Um, as in, like, it doesn't give away too much of what actually happens. Okay. But it was, I thought this was a pretty epic moment, and hopefully Sam... This, this might be what I'm thinking of. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> as emerging uh, onto a boink. large stone platform, a great draconic arch showing two dragons eating demons emerges. Uh, yeah, I was getting there. What you initially believe is Adric. He looks exactly oh. the same. Red and so gold the scales appearance of, Yeah, if we can get he the... He wears um, bright gold armor. YouTube turned um, up a bit. He carries a shield, which yeah, seems this to be was made when, from uh, enormous red scale. appeared. He strides forward, cape billowing behind yeah. him, as he stands on this lip, kind of addressing the whole Colosseum before him. People of Brasaris, I stand before you today on the cusp of a great celebration. Soon, our brave soldiers and sorcerers will leave our lands and head east into the lands of the weak. Brasaris has been content with its borders for too long. <laughs> this desert has been our home, but it has become a prison. I, Korak, hundredth and, hundredth and eighth Worm King, shall elevate our kingdom like never before. Today, we become conquerors. There is a small <laughs> smattering of applause <laughs> cheer for the guards. And like Kim as well. Kim is like shopping Freaking people. Freaking out. Cheer, cheer for your king. And another cheer kind of echoes around hey. the thing. He's like, no, 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 don't punish me, please. <laughs> oh, I have in my head. It's an I don't old say school. It. I don't Korak, say it. Korak looks around for the rest of the course. another one of Mark's epic speeches that oh, gets interrupted. we must deal with another man. So I'm going to pause that there, but I, I like that because there was just that funny moment with Katie coming in and ruining it at the end. But, um, um, but the, after that, is, uh, it's the moment where... Uh, Adric jumps into the to the thing and like all of you guys follow. Oh him, my god! Oh, yeah. So that was oh god, that was so good because um, that was also what started the break the chains thing as well, wasn't it? Yes. So I was trying to find that, but it was really tricky to try to find the timestamp of where the break the chains bit begins. So it's difficult um, with this vod in particular because it goes on for so long. Yes. Because um, <laughs> there were so many donations. Because there were so many donations during Aww. that one. So That's holy shit! Thank you very much for that. But, um, oh. I'm trying to find the break the chains bit. Adric does that too, Korak, yeah. People and like shove them down and think, I have the power of Tiamat. Vibino. The East. I'm gonna trigger that through him. Sure. <laughs> All of you, what is it? Oh, yeah, just trigger that through him. Sure. <laughs> I remember. The, that. <laughs> Korak looks down at him, he's just like, You miserable fool. I am Worm King here. I have the power of Tiamat and the Worm Throne. You are nothing. You fled this country as a coward, seeking to raise your own country of weak humans and elves. But no matter, soon we will conquer them and you will have nothing. This is not your home. You will die here as an exile. And then you can see the guards begin to kind of root around. But now the tieflings and rebels form a defensive line, kind of blocking the guards from, from you guys. Um, you hear Visca summon the dragon, Korak. Do not let these fools tempt you. And he's just like, silence. Uh, Korak looks up. Too long have I been away. Adric, sorry. Adric looks up. <laughs> 
Too long I have been away. The good guy. Too yeah. long I have let you strangle our great kingdom with his tyranny. And then he looks at the crowd. I left this place feeling shame and fear. I remained in the East because I did not feel strong enough to claim vengeance or seek justice. And for that I have failed you, and he points at the crowd. A thousand apologies will never be enough. But today I begin the first steps in setting right what I have done wrong. I have helped the East build a kingdom. I have watched them grow strong and shared what wisdom I have with them. Through them, I have learned what many things. I have found the strength to fight. But I do not fight for vengeance or justice or freedom. These things you must fight for yourselves. My brother has held your shackles for too long. He has bound you with fear, shame and hatred. Cast off these bonds with me. Rise up! Stand with your families, for your lost, for your home. Today, I will fight. I will fight for hope, for joy, for friendship and brotherhood. Today, I claim my place as Worm King and dethrone this tyrant. Today, I fight for you, my people. And she holds up the dawn blade, hey. and the crowd just erupts in cheers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> when he finishes that, I'm going to, I'm going to shout as well. Tieflings! Here it comes! Metallics! Break the chains! And just start the chance of break the chains. Well, at this point, you watch as the guy in the Colosseum begins to like move down. I love how hyped But the crowd just turns on them. They just, with their bare hands, they begin wrestling the guards to the ground. You can see that the the ones in the arena have now fully clashed. Um, uh, Andric just turns up, he's just like, points the Dawnblade up at Korak. End this with me now. If you are truly Worm King, slay me by your own hand, coward. Oh, it's Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to trigger that through him. Sure. <laughs> and then the classic, right. like, yeah. like, that was my 10-minute speech. Job done. Yeah. I, I want to break oh, the rules amazing. real quick. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, that was an amazing moment. It was so it's good. Holy cool. shit. I'm going to um, jump back now, Sam, actually. So, so <laughs> there you, go. you can, yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was an amazing moment. And it, awesome. for me, like going back and watching those clips, because obviously like I'm trying to pay attention to everybody and I'm trying yeah. to like, you know, look at my notes and everything else. Just the amount of like genuine, like, like from like you as we're playing, you're like, and then, yeah. There's, there's so many moments, like especially towards the end of the like fall where I was just like, Man, I'm not even fucking... I'm just going to watch. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to watch this. Um, so, yeah. So, that was uh, Flannery of Lightfall. Any, any other moments? Uh, yeah. Flannery of Lightfall. Um, I really liked the Grey Bell arc. Mm. Uh, there were some really epic moments in that one that sort of changed... Uh, something big changed in that one. I yeah. think you know what I mean. Um, and in terms of a Rois... Um, Episode one from the very beginning was just like, bam. Like, here we go. We're starting now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, uh, let's go. Let's yeah. go, baby. We're under attack. We're going. And it was just like, holy shit. Like, phew. I guess we're just, we're just playing now. <laughs> yeah. got to get used to our characters pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I was going to ask you is we've talked a little bit about this in Q&As and stuff before, but obviously you came into the Lightfall campaign like when we were quite, we were like level 12. Like the guys had been playing for a fairly long time. Uh, or, no, maybe yeah, you was were nine. You were nine, yeah. level nine. Um, the guys had been playing for quite a while and there'd been this like big setup and you only came in as like a guest kind of character to start with. Yeah. But obviously with the Rois, you were there from the start. Like, you know, what's been the biggest change between those two? Uh, well, so 
with Reynard, I'd made him as a character that was going to be there for a month. He wasn't there for a month. <laughs> he was there for uh, about a year. Yeah. Um, or longer than that, probably. So I guess when I built Reynard in mind, he had a... And I think it's obvious from the first four episodes he was in and the four, four, four episodes I was meant to be in, he had an arc and he finished it. Yeah. And then for a little while after that, he was kind of like, hey, I'm just a mercenary, I guess. And he had no like story development or anything. It was kind of like, yeah. what, what am I doing? Because I didn't really know how long he was meant to be there for or whatever. So I had to sort of make stuff up as I was going and some weird stuff happened. I remember he um, started believing in... Some Bama, yeah. <laughs> yep. I very quickly like backed out, out of that. Um, <laughs> like, nope. Yeah. Bye. Thank you uh, for the pamphlets, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I liked the idea to begin with, and then I kind of went away from the session. And I was like, actually, I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I I took a load of jumps with Reynard that some worked, some didn't. Yeah. It was I I I couldn't really put much thought into it without knowing how much thought I was meant to be putting into it. Yeah. So it was a very difficult with him. But I think towards the end he sort of found where he was. Yeah, I think like what you said, he was the, meant the to Greybell arc certainly cemented that I think for Reynard as well. Yeah, like, exactly. There was a lot yeah. of that which uh, um by the end he was very much the character I wanted him to be. Mm. Um and so I think that's that's the main difference. Also first character I ever made. Yes. Like I, he definitely had some things because I made him without knowing anything about D and D beyond it's a role playing game and you roll some dice. Yeah. Whereas Quill, as a character and as a class, is a lot more complicated because I know the game can support that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Reynard just a like pompous hunter. That's basically yeah, it. Yeah, really. I think you even came to me and like you had like this idea of like Gaston meets like certain other mm. kind of tropey archetypes. Yeah. Um, wanted him to play to that. Whereas Quill, I feel, is much more just you. I feel like Quill yeah. is much more your creation yeah. rather than being a bunch um, of tropes kind of pushed together. Yeah, he's also, I think, a lot more complicated than, than Reynard yes. was. He, Reynard was very just in your face. He's just pompous guy that's all you need to know about him. and that's, yeah. that's, that's the character whereas Quill has got a lot of bits about him that makes him yeah. unique um, like so anyone can make a Reynard I think yeah yeah. I think a Reynard is, is very typical of what a lot of people's first D&D character would be like yeah. I feel like that, that he, he falls into very similar categories that a lot of people do mm. um, but speaking of Quill what would you what do you hope Quill for, what, do you have any hopes or goals for Quill in 2019 like you know obviously as a character, as a person, you must have things that you'd like him to do or things that you'd like him to find or ways yeah. to develop. I mean, we've all got, like, a backstory that... Yeah, and you don't have to give any of that away. fully explored yet yeah. for a lot of people. Like, I think there's some stuff in yours that none of us even know about. I think Mark knows everyone's, but yeah. I don't know all of your story. I don't know all of Nova's story. I don't know all of Lucius's or Ayla's. Um, just, like, not everyone knows... 100% about my one. Mm. I think we know the most about each other's because yeah. we met prior to the campaign yeah. uh, in the canon. Um, You're my feathered son. A fe- little feathered boy. Feathery You're son my, boy. My, my robo mum. Yeah. And I want, yeah, I want to explore more of his, his backstory, like why he was hit by lightning, what happened after he was hit by lightning, mm. um, and also just go deeper into the Hesper stuff. Um, mm and become more of a fully realized cleric because at the moment he's he's a cleric with some clerical abilities but he's just like why have i got them <laughs> i don't know what yeah. i'm doing with them well, i don't know what i'm meant to be doing with them yeah um 
So, so you want to kind of explore that more religious side and the more sort of like the yeah without the mystery behind Hesper and yeah without being too like white mage from a Final Fantasy game yeah but like just understanding why Quill and yeah what his goal well, actually is that's the nice thing with with clerics in D and D now is they don't just have to be these healing pious priests you know you you don't ever have to be that kind of cleric you know you can be your own type of character and your own person and i think that that's something a lot of people do with clerics is they feel they have to play them a certain way and that's not true at all and i think that by a god like hesper which as we'll discover in the campaign is he is not you know he's not a vandra he's not siaska he's not this kind of typical kind of motherly you know, God, yeah. uh, you'll find that that will m- work quite well with him. Anyway, well, there's, there's so. a lot of different gods, and they all have different ideals and different, yeah, uh, different goals and different yeah. ways that they do things. Okay. Um, but is there anything else that you can think of, like anything specific? Like, I want Quill to find this thing, or I want him to get a a, a new wing, or I want him to do this. I want Quill to get that book with the feather on <laughs> yes. that was in the uh, <laughs> creepy. <laughs> House, the ghost, ghost, ghost um, mansion. What was her name again? Uh, Vesselvania. Vesselvania. Oh. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. Don't worry. A few people I, talked about that. Oh yeah. man. Oh, I'm kind of annoyed that we left there. <laughs> oh, but it made sense. We couldn't. We couldn't go back. No. Like yeah. in that state. Yeah. But, but you want to try and get that at uh, some point. I, I want to get that or something like that. Okay. Um, cool. Just something that will. Good to know. It was a gift. It was literally. Hey, I'm Hesper. Here's a book. Do you want to go get it? I can't. Sorry. <laughs> Not right it's now. It's too spooky. <laughs> yeah. There's a big old ghost in there. Two um, spoops. Yeah, well. That's kind of what I want to do. Or something like that. Or, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, mechanical wing? I don't know. Like, I, I, there's a part of me that kind of thinks that it's in, it's in the way of Hesper that what's happened to him becomes him now. Like, he, he might get a mechanical wing, but I don't think he necessarily would be disappointed if he never does. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Maybe it's the kind of thing of like, you know, it's the kind of thing of like, once, once Quill feels like he's earned it, maybe, like yeah. once he's yeah. come to understand more of what, what his if purpose is. If he can't exist without the wing, then he doesn't deserve the wing. <laughs> there you go. It's Tony Stark and Spidey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So that's, yeah. Okay, cool. Great well, wings. I've got, I've got some questions. That's, yeah, I think Great wings. better. <laughs> I've, yeah. I got some, I got some <laughs> generic questions from Twitter here. Uh, so the Tabletop Smithy are, Who's the player that whose dice takes over the whole table? I know this, but dice I want to over the table. Yeah, whose dice take over the table? There's always well, there's one. There's so many. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, easy. Go on. It's Katie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, was, so that was my answer. Dice. She has so many so dice. Many now. dice. <laughs> it's absurd. She has like this huge bag. She's becoming the Laura Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Area of Chaos asked. Oh, this is a good one. What was your biggest inspiration to start doing high rollers? Uh, what made you want to start D&D streaming every week? So obviously I've got like the answer of like why we started it. Mm. But I'd be interesting to know for you guys, like what was your inspiration to say yes? Like, you know, when I came to you guys and said, do you want to be in high rollers? Do you want to play D&D? Yeah. Was, was it just like, no, yeah, sounds fun. Or was like, was there anything there? Like, was there, what made you want to actually commit to streaming D&D with yeah. us? Um, I think I asked you. Did you? Yeah. Because I remember, like, because uh, I, I can't sit remember. next to Matt yeah. uh, in the edit room. And um, I remember he, I asked him how I rollers was going. He was saying, like, oh, you know, I'm um, going to be taking a break and whatever. And, um, and I was kind of like, I mean, if they're taking a break, I really want to play D&D. <laughs> yeah. I think I sent you an email that had, like, a CV 
attached to it. Oh my god! And <laughs> the CV was like, I once rolled a D six and it landed on six, but I think I know how to roll some dice. Um, and uh, and you're like, and you were like, yeah, you start, you sound like you've got the right. You got the stuff. You said you, you said, got oh, the stuff. I'll send kid. it to my share. I send it oh to the shareholders to see what they think. Um, yeah, see if we can find it. That'd be hilarious to find. It's going to be like really far back. Yeah. Because I don't get rid of any of my emails. Uh... Yeah, literally, okay, I've got it right here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I can't bring this up. I'm just going to read it. I'm just going to read it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, no, I'm going to read this out. So Tom Hazel sent this to me on uh, February 22nd, 2017. Uh, hi, hey, hi. Matt, let's know he's taking a break from high rolls and you're looking for people to fill in the gap to help out for that period. I've spoken to Matt about it since I don't want to immediately jump on his heels. So if you're stuck for people or need an editor to replace an editor, which I'm sure is the quota for Matt's position in high rollers, then I'm happy to help. Here's my CV. At least 40 years experience with board games. <laughs> yeah. I own D&D, but never got round to it because my friends are dicks and can't commit to long sessions. I can do at least two voices. One of these is my actual <laughs> voice. The other is a slightly higher pitched one. Turns out to be totally true. I once <laughs> rolled three dice and got three sixes, which is an 18. I wasn't rolling for any tests, but it, if it was, it would have passed. I know the singular form of dice is die, which I'm certain will alleviate most of your worries. I do literally nothing on weekends. <laughs> Matt is a likable, well-spoken editor who never played D&D prior to High Rollers, and I fit most of those aspects. I'm an editor who's never spoken or likable. <laughs> um, wow, I forgot that you sent this to me. This is amazing. Uh, at the end, it says, alternatively, if you've already got someone, cool, no worries. I'll send this exact same email to Critical Role, and I'm sure they'll accept. <laughs> Tom Hazel. Yeah. What a memory. Oh, oh so my good. God. What about, and so moving on from that Fuck. comedy, uh, Ray. Hello. Um, obviously, you know, you joined in. You're not even a member of the Yogs cast. No. You're just our friend that we like. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what made you say yes? Because um, I know why we asked you. Yeah. Sorry. I uh, just, I just want to play D and D. I've always <laughs> I, I've always wanted to play it. It's one of those games that everybody like. Mm. I've got friends at work that like talked about it, and like I've heard it obviously from talking to you guys and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. man, I'd love to fucking get involved with that. Yeah. I'd love to have a go because it just looks so fun. Yeah. And also, I'm I'm the kind of person who. Like, I don't know, like my day to day life is very sort of almost kind of scripted and very monotonous and day to day. And I thought doing something kind of RP and kind of like and kind of like what's the word? Getting to be uh, escapism. You get yeah. to like, escape and escape and do something, and do something different. And go on adventures and yeah. like hang out with my pals on a Sunday. And it's like fucking well. sweet. Yeah. Perfect, perfect answers. Yeah. Perfect answers. I remember. A plus um, students, guys. A plus students. You, you both are. You're both my <laughs> A plus students. I remember we were having a... You're all my favorites. Uh, a everyone. very official high rollers meeting. Yes. And it was before Aroas. And you said, um, Tom, I know what you're going to say about this, but what do you think about Rhiannon? And I think you were expecting me to say like, oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah. you know what it was? It was because you have mentioned to me in the past and maybe I was, I think I was getting Rhiannon confused with Briny. Yeah. Because you have said to me like, when you play online games, I thought you had told me that Rhiannon drove you crazy, but it's Briny that drove Briny drives me insane. Yeah. Um, she's great. Yeah. Oh, we all love she her. knows exactly what to do to, to annoy push you. your buttons. <laughs> and I thought that was Rhiannon. No, Rhiannon is the exact opposite yeah. um, when it comes to online games. So just I was like you. super Aww. hyped. You were super hyped. Yeah. I think everybody um, was. I think everybody Aww. was just like, Rhiannon's a sweetheart. We can't, we'd love to have her on. Um, um, Bri uh, Bryony is 
uh, another editor's wife. Yes, Alex. Yeah. Alex. Um, yeah, awesome. So, and in terms of like, what was the biggest inspiration to start High Rollers overall? This is just generic question. Um, it was quite simply like, I was a huge fan of Critical Role. Like, I'd obviously been watching Matt do it. I was super pumped. I was like, oh my God, that looks amazing. Yeah. God, I'd love to do something like that. Um, and obviously, I'd run some Star Wars stuff for Trot and Hat Films. <laughs> we had a blast doing it. And when Lewis and Terps were like, hey, we're looking for people to fill up the schedule. Is there anything you want to do? Do you want to do a D&D thing? Um, me and Trot talked about it. And we were like, man, we could do it. We could do yeah. our own little show, like do our own little D&D campaign. It probably won't be very successful. Um, <laughs> but how long do you expect it to last? We on, yeah. honestly, I was talking when I talked to Trot. My plan was like, I'm going to plan about six months worth of campaign, and if it goes, if it lasts that long, I'll be surprised. Yeah. Like that was my initial thought. I was like, six months, we'll be done. What three years? Yeah, here we now? are. Here we are now. So there we go. Yeah. What year was it? Start Nobody can hear you because you've got because you were vaping. 2016 did it start? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, man. Uh, and then the last one before we move on, uh, Suna asks, where did you get the inspiration for each of your characters? So um, let's talk a little bit about Quill and, and, and Sentry. Like in terms of inspiration, what inspired those characters? Um, when I heard about Erois, like uh, very, 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 very early on, mm. um, I think when you first thought, it could be like this thing with some islands, I guess. And like, uh, it's going to be in this sort of world. And I was just like, yeah, okay, it's going to be a bird person then. Um, <laughs> like immediately, I think you said, um, no, I don't think you even mentioned the Arakoka in the world. But I immediately just thought, yeah, I'm going to be a bird person. I think it was, I think I said something like, um, there's floating cities and it's kind of got like a little bit of like Zelda Skyward Sword kind of like vibe to it. And I think yeah. it was something like that where you were like, oh. I mean, it, once you said Zelda, I, I was playing Breath of the Wild at the time. And That's right, yeah. Obviously, there's that guy, the. Rivali's um, Gale. Rav- well, there's Rivali and the xylophone guy. Um, and are they Ruto or Rito? I can't remember. Rito. Rito, Rito I think. Princess Ruto. Rito? One of the two, anyway, yeah. those guys, really, really cool. Um, but it wasn't until like way later on that I was, when I started properly writing them up, that I was just kind of like, I'm going to take your fucking wing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're, like, you're done, son. Yeah, because uh, A, flying is so powerful. Mm. Um, and B, super dark backstory. And I kind of wanted that for the first time. Oh, um, she had such a light character last time. Really. Yeah. Um, not that I let you stay light for the whole of life. No, no, <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's, it's weird. Cause there's no super big inspirations. It was just kind of like, once you said what the world was, I was just like, yeah, that's who I want. So yeah. that's basically what it was. Okay. Just bam. Nice. Quill. <laughs> what about Re? What about Sentry? Any ah, inspirations? Sentry's kind of like the amalgamation of all the things that I like. Yeah. Like automatus and like nature and just like big protective figures, like kind of like Groot almost. But like, I just thought I love like just protective characters yeah. that are like off an adventure and trying to like find their purpose mm. sort of thing. And then you, and it was you, you had the idea of solving. So like, mm. where did that come from? Was that just like a place that you made that you had in yeah, your mind? Yeah, sort of like, just made it up. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like, 
like like the same as sort of Quill in the sense that I like characters that have like a twinge of tragedy to them that mm-hmm. are kind of it gives you a lot to build on. Yeah, like yeah, it's nice. It's if, nice. If they to... have everything they could possibly want and everything that makes them happy, they don't necessarily have a lot of drive to go out and do other things. So yeah. like giving them that little kind of thing. I remember when we were first talking about making characters, your first like thing that you wanted to play was you wanted to be a war like a guardian druid, like yes. a warforged guardian druid. Um, and in fact, it was because you wanted to be a warforged or something like that that yeah. I made the guardian race. Yeah. Um, and you wanted to do it because you wanted to be a transformer. Oh, you wanted to transformer. literally be like, <laughs> oh, I remember that. That was the fan thing. But obviously, because we had a Laura play a moon elf druid. Yeah. And I, I said to you, I was like, you can absolutely do it. There's no problems with that. But obviously, you know, we did have one in the last campaign. Also, I will have to make some slight adjustments to them because <laughs> yeah. I do think it's an overpowered class. Yeah. Because um, there's people that ask me about Elora later on. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember that being the first idea. But then when we talked about it, and I think like I, we were talking about other kind of classes and stuff, and then you latched onto Paladin as like, a, yeah. oh, this is because I think it was the Oath of the Ancients. You were like, yes, yes this really is really cool. cool. Like that blend of nature and, and uh, protectiveness. Yeah. I remember I love, actually yeah. when we were making the characters, because um, we already knew that our characters would have interacted interacted before the story began. Mm. Yeah. Um, we actually spent an evening on Discord or something. Yeah, we did. Just like four hours, like, well, what if Sentry was this thing? Or what if Quill did this thing or whatever? And we yeah. spent so long, like, developing our characters um, together. That was, was awesome, that yeah. That was great, because um, we came up with so many cool ideas. Yeah. It was awesome, um, yeah. But even then, Solvin didn't come out of that. That was That was all you. Yeah. You're genius. Aww. You Boom. <laughs> right. Kim, who's away, I emailed everybody and asked them to send me uh, their favorite moments from 2018. Kim wrote me a fucking novel. Uh-huh. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to re- start reading this out. So this is from Kim. And then after once I've read this out, what we'll probably do is we'll read out some donations and go through some Discord and, and chat questions. Yeah. Uh, but Kim's favorite moments of 2018, she said, Juto finally realizing that Korak was dead and the tieflings were truly free. To be honest, in her heart of hearts, Juto truly never believed she could avenge her parents in a village and achieve this impossible goal. In her darkest moments, she knew it was just something she set as a focus for her anger and sadness because otherwise she would just knew she would be lost I think you can see it all when I burst into tears when it was all done oh. also when Mark described that the tiefling slaves and liberal dragonborn in the crowds were whispering hero in Chinese when they saw Juto oh man goosebumps maximum feels um, Juto would never consider herself a hero it was overwhelming for both her and me as a player it was one of those moments where as a player I was so in awe and thankful for one amazing DM we have yeah. I have to stop for a second. Uh, <laughs> just because I'm getting teary. Oh, uh, and how much he cares about all of our characters and gives us these electric uh, opportunities to grow. Um, the next one was being pushed to our limits in the siege of Talus Val. It was like the culmination of two years as a player. We really had to be careful with our actions and decisions, but at the same time, we didn't have time to think things out. We had to move fast and we suffered consequences as a result. Uh, I'm not going to read fully out because if you haven't watched it yet, but there's some spoilers. Some people, mm-hmm. some people are lost during that time. Uh, it was great, but also nerve wracking to be challenged as a group and pushed from one encounter to the next, then up to the skies to face Falania one and two. How on earth we survived with a fairly good outcome man i still get moments where i think what if we'd done this um, uh, on that did we get the best ending <laughs> i mean there's no such thing as did we best get ending. did we get the good ending i mean there's no such thing did you we- guys <laughs> did what you did and that's what you got i thought it was a great ending i so. do have i do have so i saved i went back this is one of my favorite moments because i'm going to just kind of tell me so i'm going to bring up a youtube video sam uh, so, uh, if we... Wowee, I did not own that shirt. 
Nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing's changed, Tom. I'm gonna turn around. So this was Diva. when you mm-hmm. defeated Felania. So, Rhiannon, this was like the main villainess that I'd built up oh. the whole campaign. <laughs> and there's like a real... I had been sat on something for a long, long time. Okay, what's the DC? So uh, Trot, like, cast Flame Strike. Like, <laughs> everybody's like oh, waiting on this spell. To like, this is a big spell. Everyone's like, what's going to happen? Ten foot radius. She's going to try and counterspell it. What level spell is it? It's a level five. <laughs> Did he just go out of the way? He's got a 14, which means I needed a 15 to counterspell it. Oh. <laughs> I love that, like, you whenever I would fuck up, you guys would be like, as this column of fire just... <gasps> it is going to hit Juto. That's right. Is it a five foot wide or is it a ten, ten. foot? What save is it? It's going to hit Juto. It's a... Uh, dexterity, I believe. Dex. Can I make a dexterity saving throw? You are also resistant to you fire. Got, yeah. Uh, I don't get advantage on this do I, but... No. That fucking What's your DC? 23. She fails. <gasps> wow. How much damage does this do? Well, I am going to spend her last legendary resistance. 4d6 fire, 4d6 radiant. Roll it. So the radiant, can you half what please? Give me all the tings. It's not much. It's uh, forty-six radiant, forty-six fire. Oh, fire. So it really wasn't a lot of damage. Wait, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I've got it. Yeah, white radiant, please. So but half. But this one's fiery. No, just roll it as he's got it. Oh. Speed it up. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's, that's being half anyway. That's so a radiant. Four. Yeah. No one cares. Lights turning off. Yeah, that good old classic. Oh. Those lights 12. back in the day. 12. Looks cool, are though. you. Is that. That's you, it, Marcus Sam. So, <laughs> let me describe what happens. There we go. This column of fire, you watch as she tries to cancel it. Kim and Katie are both just. No! Like, <laughs> this fire comes burning down. You take no damage. Juto leaps out of the way. It incinerates her, and you can see that this form, this giant form, is encrusted with black and scorch marks. She like staggers for a moment. You think it ends here? Did you honestly think that I would wager this battle here on this ship? <laughs> and she begins to melt into what? snow and ice, and her form dissolves into water. What? The crystal screens behind She's you down flicker, there. and they transform into the face of a blue-skinned, white-haired woman sat on a regal throne in an immense castle. And her expression is grim beyond anything. You've killed my simulacrum. You've defeated my army. I shouldn't have underestimated you, small folk, but you can guarantee that I will not let this stand. If I cannot have your city, no one will. Oh, fuck! And the screens vanish. And that's where we're going to probably end things so we can read some questions. <laughs> like, yes. my favourite thing in this is Tom's genuine confusion. Like, <laughs> like ah. we just killed her. What? I think Trot huh? immediately realised. Trot that, knew what spell it was. Um, yeah. Like, once you said he started melting, you can see Trot's face. He's just like, like fuck! He knows exactly, exactly what spell it is. I've got no yeah. fucking clue what a simple that crap Like, is. Kim is just like, yeah, she's dead. Like, I don't... Like, Kim's like, I don't get the problem. And you're just confused. <laughs> Katie's just still looking nervous. And then when I did the thing with the crystal screens at the end, everybody's just like, Wah! 
that. Well, you know it's a good episode awesome. when when you say, I think it's time to read donations, and Kim just goes, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, so, so and I talked about this when we finished the campaign, but that moment, um, I had been sat on for months. Aww. And Nina had known about it, because like, yeah. I had to talk to somebody. I was like, oh, man, I can't wait. They're going to find out. And what her whole thing was, she, so there's this spell called Simulacrum. Yeah. And it basically allows you to create an exact copy of yourself, all your spells, all your abilities, um, but it just has half your hit points. Oh, that's But it's cool. made of snow and ice. Yeah. Um, and so it, she sent this simulacrum up to kind of like lead the battle. Yeah. So these guys all fly up there thinking like, <laughs> this is it. This is our, our final battle yeah. kind of thing. They go through this fight like it's pretty hard, but it's not the hardest it could be. And then they literally kill the simulacrum. Awesome. And then the real Felania turns up on these screens and they basically see that this flying giant's castle had basically positioned itself over the main city and they realize yeah. very quickly that her plan was to drop the city on top of it um, and it became this race to stop her and like they yeah. didn't have time to like fully rest they literally had to just wasn't there go. like a that's awesome there was like a two or three week break as well wasn't there I think something like that yeah oh, so we so had just cool. the longest time of just like what the hell are we going to do yeah we, uh, we don't like to talk about high well you don't like us talking about high rollers outside of high rollers because um, I don't mind you talking about it. I don't want people to sit there and be like, right, this yeah, is what no, we're we don't, do. We don't yeah. make plans. plans. Like, yeah. There's so many times where an episode ends and I actively try and make a point of just shutting off because yeah. if I then start thinking about it, then I'm like, okay, well, next episode I'll, I'll do this, yeah. this and this and this. And then it will become too scripted. And I feel like everything, every D&D session will be like that where you've got a week or two weeks or whatever to think about what you want to do next time. Yeah. And... I try not to do that. I want to react naturally to the moment. So, yeah. it, so when there's like, oh, I'm going to drop a big fucking castle on the city. <laughs> like, because <laughs> there was such a long break, it was difficult not to think about it. Mm. But at the same time, it was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> How do I stop that? <laughs> and that's my favorite moments. Those are my favorite bits where it's just like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. There was a um, comment in the chat. Actually, yes. It just said um, that you saying that you don't want to see that side of Mark in a Rois. Um, <laughs> that's a total... No, that's not true. That's a, I, I, think, love, I love seeing this side well, of Mark. Well, no, I think we, I we've seen it. that side of Mark you more in a Rois than no, we've ever No, you like, haven't. Mm. People think this, right? People think that a Rois... Like, cause I've seen people saying, like, oh, a Rois is like, much harder or he's being more mean. I'm really yeah. not. No, no, I, I, don't, yeah, I, yeah. I don't mean mean Mark. I yeah. mean, like, very... Serious, very cool, very oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like into the RP moments. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, the yeah. very hardcore moments like that. Uh, there's been a lot of those in a row. Yeah. With um, oh wait, I've I've got oh. the uh, the Brookstone moment. I've got that's, one of those. Okay. that's still a source. We'll go to that later. Yeah. We'll like, go to that later. Mm, uh, I'll, let, me, let me finish reading some oh, of the God, stuff some of the here. fucking stuff I said to him. I regret. Something <laughs> much. Mm. Uh, Do I? No, I don't regret so it. Kim, like, so I'll can carry on with Kim's one. So this uh, continuing her favorite moments of 2018. Lots of lots of. Um, uh, lightful stuff in here. Uh, I love the entire Greybell Karan vampire arc. I'm a huge fan of gothic horror and I just had Castlevania in my mind for this entire chapter. I also loved seeing Cam grow up at this point and selfishly give up his lightborn abilities to save Morella. When Trot said he wa- what he wanted spoilers. to do, I was... Spoilers. I was generally shocked as a player. Moments like this are what I live for. Gag of the century. Yeah, it's... um yeah. Like, that I think was a really cool arc because it was like, we saw Trot actually take this idiotic character mm. and actually make him grow up I a think bit. that was actually oh. the moment when... Like, there are so many episodes where I come out with, like, chills and, like, Mm. really excited about Mm. what has just happened. And I think when, well, I said no, when Cam did give up his Lightborn, 
I was just so sat at the table, just like, fuck! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, man. It's my favorite shit. I love um, that stuff. Yeah. Uh, meeting Reynard's family. What a fucking hilarious episode. <laughs> Mark, Tom, and Trot were on point. I couldn't breathe at one point. It was too funny. I also love the look on Tom's face when Mark kept introducing more and more of his brothers. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't think he knew what Mark had planned. But no, he I was didn't. also so quick-minded to roll with it. It was brilliant RP, RIP Beltier. Uh, big <laughs> in the sky. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. We'll save it because I definitely because I'm I'm conscious that we've got a lot of stuff to run through. But I do have the moment where you meet Baltier and some of the other family as a clip. As oh, well. I want to oh. see this. Uh, this is gonna be fucking great. That, that entire episode, even prior to when um, Daddy Ferrohorn started knocking on door, was amazing because it was when we were with um, the genie. Um, yes, uh, Salabalat. Yeah, him. Um, that. And he went off and started buying a load of stuff. Yeah, he was going to set and up his own business. Yeah, yeah, that entire, <laughs> that entire episode. Because so he, good. the whole episode, like the episode before, was uh, for Rihanna's benefit. He, this genie, had basically been. They went to go and buy stuff with him, but whilst they were in his like planar realm, yeah. it was taken over by his ex-wife, uh, who was basically <laughs> like, "You've been stealing all of my fucking shit to sell to these mortals. Yeah. You're in big fucking trouble, Mister." <laughs> and they had to fight their way out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then when they got back to the normal plane, this genie's like, "Oh." Oh, well, I can't go back to my, my plane now. I'll set up a business in your realm. Yeah. <laughs> and he just goes around like buying stuff. And yeah, he goes over to a shop That's and awesome. just is, is, he negotiates a deal and it's just like, I own the shop now. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Um, I do have an ask, actually. Yeah. If someone can watch that episode again and figure out, I genuinely think that was the episode I had the best RP and I'm blowing my own horn on that one. But no, People have been saying it in the chat. I don't, in your- I don't think I've ever been as good as that episode i want someone to f- watch it and figure out why i did so good and I, I want know to what? recapture I think, it i think in a way what it was was you you embodied improvisation in that mm. you had no idea what i had planned yeah. but everything i threw at you you just rolled with but also yeah. you let yourself get committed to it like when daddy Ferrahorn is like you you were actively standing up to a father figure it wasn't tom hazel playing a character in a in a game you were like no, father, I'm going to help these people yeah. because it's something I believe in. Like, you, you were very committed to what you were saying. I think it was that episode when I was like, there was something that clicked in between those two episodes where I was just like, okay, I, I actually fully understand what Reynard is now. Mm-hmm. And that episode is um, yeah. a good example. It's really good. I'll read this, then we'll watch the introduction to the, to the Farrahorn family. Um, and then finally, uh, from Kim, okay, selfishly, one more. Journeying to Prasaris and showing the party and the audience something Mark and I had worked on all the way back in 2016. I'd written about Juto's refugee village and her partner, Yuan Yang, when I first created Juto. So it's wonderful to be able to show all of this art to you after two years of the show. I partly didn't think we'd be actually go to Prasaris as Falani and Talisval was such an amazing arc as a finale so it really touched me when Mark announced we would be going there and resolving things with Adric, Korak and Juto in a smaller moment it was also very special to have time to introduce Cam and Reynard to Juto's parents ancestral shrines Juto is such a private person and never really shared her innermost self with anyone so for her to introduce those two to such a big personal part of her life to two of the most important people to her it meant a lot and I know she definitely would have introduced Elora afterwards as well that was right because Katie wasn't there for that episode I um, I remember actually I've only just realized this, but I've, um, I remember when we finished, uh, finished off the line and finished off the Broken Sky and finished the Siege of Talisval and all of that stuff, where I was kind of like, was that the final episode? Like, if we carry on now, is it kind of a prologue? Because um, all of that stuff was so amazing and it was very like hmm. suicide mission from Mass Effect 2 yeah. and all of that stuff. Um, like thinking how can we actually top it if we carry on like this it was a bit I think it was a bit odd I think we totally did um that finale episode is 
Yeah, it's it's. I I didn't think I would come out of that arc, that side arc, and thinking, yeah, that was the ending. Yeah, um, that's where everything finished up. Um, rather than just, by the way, side quest uh, tacked on at the end. That's it good. felt very natural, and, and it was a heart back to well. you know before your time, like when we first started the campaign. Like all this stuff about Juto was an early thing. Like she came yeah. out with you know wanting to kill Korak and Adric and all this kind of stuff. So it was a good way of tying it up. This uh, is uh, so. This is a clip of uh, Reynard being reunited with his family. Oh, brilliant. Uh, in excellent condition, kind of walled off. Loads also of beardless lumber are used, roof <laughs> woods, that sort of thing. Um, mahogany, everywhere that you can see. Uh, the carriage pulls in, and uh, the first thing, the first sight that you greet is there is uh, a regiment of doormen who are ready to open the carriage, and they open the doors, oh, all dressed in the same black and gold uh, uniform that you've seen Reynard wear for so long, all wearing the same kind of livery. Um, as you are making your way in, a big, barrel-chested, burly, handsome, kind of brown hair, very much like Reynard's, but kept loose and long like Kevin Sorbo, with a big sort of barrel chest, shirt open, kind of big kind of like butt chin, sort of Gaston-looking fellow with a big, big axe over one shoulder and big stomping boots, uh, just wanders in. He's like, what? Oh, oh who is this? And then he looks around. Visitors, I think... <clears throat> No, it can't be! Rainy! Well, he drops the axe down and he comes over and he wraps these huge oh. arms and like lifts Reynard up. Oh. Almost, you hear his back pop. <laughs> and he like pops you down. Oh, I needed that actually. <laughs> ah! What are you doing? We've not seen you in so long! No, uh. Been off on any adventures? <laughs> <laughs> I have, in fact, been. Of course you have! Yes! Actual! Yes! Actual! Yes, I slayed a crocodile! A crocodile! Crocodile! Bounty! Come on now, this time. And what have you been up to, Bounty, Mike? Oh, we've cleared out one of the nearby lumber woods! I chopped half of them down myself! Oh, replanted. That was the first. That was the first. Oh, I'm supposed to do that, aren't I? Oh, you know the rules. I'll make sure some of the other lumbers do it. (laughs) Of course, always. Amazing. (laughs) That was just the first. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, so I think I might have answered this in the um, Q&A stream we did after Lightfall. Yeah. Um, But uh, I had no idea. About no. any of it. Nope. Like, um, I think, because there is a bit in that episode where I'm like, do you want to write down the names of your family? And you're like, yep. And I'm like, right, okay, this is yeah. their names. I, uh, so uh, I think we, I, the only thing I um, had mentioned to you beforehand was that I wanted there to be something to do with Reynard's mum being ill. Mm-hmm. And we were going to explore it, and then it didn't really come up, and then it didn't really matter, and it was kind of like... Uh, It was just a a loose thread. In a way, it was kind of just like, it was like a really soft moment in the sense that like you went and saw her and she was a bit ill and you were like, yeah, I'm doing well. And she just, you know, was like, I'm very proud of you. And and that, but that was it. And it didn't need to be this big epic adventure. No, no, it it didn't. I think that was the only thing is that um, it was just a way to sort of ground Reynard more in the world rather than just being this fanciful ridiculous uh, character ridiculous character there was something that made him human uh, and that's what she was meant to be Um, other than that I didn't know he had three brothers (laughs) didn't know what his dad was going to be like Um, I think there was a lot of so when Daddy Ferrothorn first knocked on the door my first reaction was oh no and then I think you kind of built a character based Mm. purely on that reaction almost and then 
Um, I reacted to that character. You reacted to that character. And we just sort of <laughs> bounced a lot of things. I think it was, so well. it was, it was, he is outside the door, knocks on the door and is like, where's my Rainy? <laughs> and it was the name Rainy where I just saw you go like, oh. oh yes. It's like, I've got him. Yeah. Amazing. Um, um, right. um, Kim's written a load more. I'm gonna oh, wow. I'm going to keep more? reading. Oh, my uh, God. Okay. Yep. So uh, she said, all of Rogue's Gambit was a real highlight for me. Man, we really messed Mark up with that campaign. I think Boomer is definitely my favorite little fire starter, and I'm going to miss him a lot. He was a real outlet for me and a great bit of escapism to just be silly and anarchic and dumb and always hungry. I can't get that line. I have been described as fun. Yes. (laughs) I also love the chaos Bertie introduced in every scenario, and I'm genuinely a bit sad that we were kind of responsible for Aquamamba's demise. Spoiler. Um, So I was trot. It was also a lot of fun to meet Black Viper and experience Rees, I'm a badass voice. <laughs> you regret uh, that, don't you? No. You don't regret that voice? No, not at all. There was some session was so where you good. came out just like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I, I made a terrible mistake. But it was so fucking fun. It was fun, so though. funny. So good. Yeah. So good. So unexpected. Uh, Kim goes on to say, and of course, Eroes, to be honest, the last episode we did before the Xmas break gave me chills with all the lore we got about Night yeah. Frost and Tian Gong and a spaceship under a freaking lake. Fucking yes. Again, it was one of those moments where I just wanted to hug Mark. I've written a little about, about Tian Gong in Creative Nova, but he's just taken that spark and turned it into a fire. I cannot wait to find out more about Tiangong, Night Frost, and their race. Mmm, yes. Lump, yummy, your law, yes. Yes. Uh, law. Law. Also, Lucius rolling initiative to fight a cow, for fuck's sake. If D&D awards were a thing, this moment would win them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll talk about like. cows a bit later on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people have said that's one of their favorites. Yes, yeah, that's like one of the chief moments. Uh, Kim says, as a general High Rollers team moment, I'm extremely proud of what we've achieved in 2018. We finished our two-year campaign, what a finale it was. We launched our YouTube channel, Twitch channel, uh, our highly successful podcast. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. Uh, We have had some absolutely gorgeous merch come out that I'm generally proud of, available at store.yogscast.com. Use the code High Rollers for 10% discount. (laughs) She actually put that in the thing. She put that in in her email to me. Uh, When I was putting together the 2019 calendar, it was a great trip down memory lane and seeing how far we'd come from what we thought was going to be a two-month show. We launched a new campaign, ran one of the funniest mini campaigns ever, did a huge stage show in March where I got to dress up as Juto and another packed-out show in October where they had freaking photos of our faces behind us at the booth. Holy crap, we've made it, guys. Matt Mercer, guest starring on our (laughs) Xmas special, the amazing Reed joining our lineup and really reminding us of the pure joy there is in playing D&D. We all went to a wedding together. Damn, we we looked good. This year has been absolutely amazing for high rollers and ultimately it's a pleasure and a privilege to sit down with you guys every Sunday and roll some dice. Uh, I hope you agree. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and then for Nova in 2019, Kim said, as for 2019, as you can tell, Nova is very excited to explore all this new information she's learned about Nightfrost, Tiangong, and the world. She knows the possible location of another down skiff, so maybe she can convince the gang to go with her. She also desperately wants to go into space. It's a life goal of hers, so she does hope all this information she's gained so far in her travels will help her get there. She's mentioned before when we were in the ghost house how she'd love to find the original city of Jasavir and maybe bring it home to Eroes, so there's that too. She also does worry about Quill's wing and would like to try and make him a mechanical magical prosthetic but she's also aware he's still unsure about his visions from Hesper and what it all means so she doesn't want to push him but she's secretly been drawing up schematics at night just in case oh has she yeah apparently so okay 
Uh, she oh. also wants to talk to the rest of the gang too. She's looking forward to getting to somewhere with a decent library so she can look up Ayla's clan and maybe find out more information about Solvin for Sentry. Yeah, Lucius, yeah. she's not entirely sure what Lucius wants, so for now she's treating him like a kid brother who's always getting himself into trouble. Oh, and ultimately she is a little homesick and misses, homesick and misses her family and her mum's cooking. She runs a little cafe, don't you know? Aww. She'd love to introduce everyone to her family and then get then get them all mummed and fussed over. Yes, please. Miss you guys yeah. and can't wait to see you all next week where I'm going to be jet-lagged as hell, but I'm refreshed and ready to roll some dice again and be a big space nerd oh we miss you kim and then multiple x's in a row yes lots of x's uh so yeah so that was from kim wow uh, it was very kind uh yeah. do we have any do you want should we read some donations uh yeah have we got yeah. the most any questions yeah i got the most donors? you got that one you can read these tom because i just did a lot of reading uh okay uh kevin drake has donated 35 dollars thank you guys for another amazing jingle jam looking forward to another year of great content thank you very much thank you uh damien has added a hundo to their donation for a total of oh, 500 wow. Nice. Wow. Thank you, um five weeks 500 and then something has been censored there i'm not sure what it is or why um <laughs> glad to uh do my sorry hang on glad to do my last one for my faves the high rollers uh, you guys got me back into dnd thank you very much thank you damien <laughs> that is amazing thanks damien amazing uh, Bonnie has added uh, to their donation uh, a little bit more for the best D&D stream Aww. thank you very much um, Austin has donated with love you guys been with you since Tech It keep up the great work thank you very much thank you uh, Nightjar has added to their donation Nightjar. oh hello Nightjar yeah we've got a, lot got of, a uh, bunch of stuff from Nightjar in there. there's a load of uh, questions uh, and general messages of love from Nightmatchar as well. Aww, yeah. what a uh, happy New Year, pals. Whether 2018 was a good or bad year for you, I hope 2019 is miles better. I can't wait for the campaign to continue in the new year. Nor can we. Nor can we, mate. So um, excited. Coach uh, Cold's backer. Um, <laughs> share the love. Thank you very much. Will do. Uh, Kingfish has added to their donation for a total of a half hundo. Nice. Um, here is some money for seeing Lewis in a dress yesterday. I must have missed that. I have it's also always missed worth that. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Skylanders Pizza. Hey guys, um, figured I'd finally get around to getting the bundle this year. Just thought I'd say thanks for the many hours of D&D you have provided over the years. P.S. It's been a while, so. Thank you very much. Um, you, Sugurugi. 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 Uh, pray for peace thank you very much and pray lastly indeed. Shadowhunter113 um, thank you all uh, for the amazing adventures and a happy new year to everyone boom thank you very much awesome boom um, okay so I've got some more questions and stuff here uh, well also just some comments this was all taken from Twitter cool. uh, Barris for President said that their fave moments included the break the chain speech from the lightful finale yep. Troll's sacrifice uh, which I've got a clip for later if we want to talk about that the cow battle with Lucius and also uh, anything yes. from Rogue's Gambit Snarky Sparks said their fave moments were anything with Grunker in it um, oh. good old Grunks yeah uh, Century's Warm Plates an mm. iconic iconic yeah. classic and the cow fiasco as well they also asked how did the name erode come to be yeah. um, it was literally because there's Sky Islands and Aero <laughs> and then I needed to make Aero sound more fantasy <laughs> less like a chocolate bar Aeroes <laughs> done bam not Aerios like how I started Aerios 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 oh that was it's such a cool name um, <laughs> wasn't that like the first tweet you did that was yeah. the first tweet Aerios guys yeah <laughs> 
okay, Christina, uh, also known as Tempris Libris, asks, what class would you like to try next? Is there anything left unexplored? And also, is there anything left unexplored in the, in the first campaign or any miniseries? Um, okay. So class, any class you'd like to try next? Rogue. You want to try rogue? 100%. I love that. After playing Black Viper, Viper, you want to go with a rogue? A rogue UA, a rouge. A rouge. Rouge is very fun. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Tolshank was a rogue, wasn't he? Yeah, Tolshank yeah. and Bertie. Bertie was sort of a rogue. He was, he was main, mainly rogue, I think. I think he was mainly barbarian, I think. Oh, okay. No, he was swashbuckler, wasn't he? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Weird. So anyway, <laughs> um, any classes? I think I would like to play a sorcerer. A sorcerer? That would, yeah. that would suit you. I reckon, you, um, I reckon you'd be dope. It's a lot of fun. I think I've yeah. gradually gone from really, really easy to less easy. I don't know less, about easy. easy. Like, r- hunt ranger isn't easy. Fighter and barbarian. The way I was playing the hunter was just shoot shit and jump around. But even then, you still very quickly picked up on like, right, if I use sharpshooter and if I put hunter's mark and then da-da-da-da-da-da. You were pretty good with all that stuff. definitely remembered my favourite enemy. Well, yeah. But, yeah, sorcerer's good. I feel like there's something about sorcerer that I always look at it and think, yeah, that's the hardest class to play because I think there's just a lot of stuff to keep on top of. I, I would say wizard is the hardest because wizard there is huh? a lot of like spellbook stuff that you kind of isn't like an actual combat ability but you have to do a lot of like management to the side of it oh. whereas sorcerer like you just know certain spells it's mainly like the sorcery points management uh, okay. um, that becomes interesting uh, well yeah one of those two I sorcerer wanna... would still be good I think you'd like sorcerer because it's a high charisma class and you'd like yeah. to talk and you'd like to be involved in I do like to talk yeah you do like to talk you like a challenge though as well you yeah. like well, that's the thing like every yeah. time I make a character I want it to be something that I just haven't done before like yeah. Bertie ultimately could have just been another Tolshank so I took a fist off him. See, I think at one point, <laughs> one thing I want to see at some point from you okay. is a proper melee tank. I want to see mm. you somebody who is like stuck in it, who's constantly taking yeah. damage. It is fun. Fighter at some point I want to try. Yeah. I also haven't played, I also haven't played Paladin. Fighter Paladin. Yeah. Um, I haven't played a full Barbarian. Played a full Rogue. Uh, I haven't played a Sorcerer. I haven't played a Wizard. I haven't played a Warlock. There's so many I haven't Warlock. played. Yeah, there's yet. so many. Um, they could also you could also play the new the vigilante, the vigilante. <laughs> in my new class. <laughs> uh, I fixed it. I fixed it now. Okay, and then is there anything left unexplored in the first campaign or miniseries? So I guess miniseries like any of the miniseries, like maybe something as Black Viper, um, you can Ooh. think of, or anything from the first campaign or other miniseries. I mean, I know. What's that? Unexplored. Yeah, like something that we never got time to like look into, or maybe something that was unfinished. Um, I think Rainy was very complete. Reynard was very complete, I feel. Um, I mean, I, I know Tolshank. Tolshank I would love complete. to see that story, but I'd love to see the aftermath of that I, story. Holy shit. Rose Gambit. That was, that was, that was, uh, so that was Dead fun. Reckoning. That was Dead Reckoning. Yeah, yeah. Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. No, like that, that ending was I, just... Bang. I loved every second of Dead Reckoning. That's uh, good. And the ending was... God, it was incredible. <laughs> um, what about Rose Gambit? Rose Gambit. Um, I mean, I'd like to have seen how we could have won. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. You could have... I mean, yeah, that, that was very that easy. Fun. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was called Don't Try and Fuck Over Jarlax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we fucked up one too many times. Um, so uh, the more and more I've been seeing of people going through Dragon Heist, the more and more... I am seeing lots of groups that just turn into a chaotic mess <laughs> as, like, you know, they get betrayed and stuff. There were a couple of things. Now, looking back on Rose Gambit, that final encounter, there's definitely some things I would have changed. I okay. made some mistakes in terms of, like, certain abilities. It happens. Where, but the reason that... I, and it wasn't necessarily they were mistakes. I made poor decisions, I feel. 
because it was the very final episode, I was like, ah, I could fuck around and worry about like, oh, can Jarlaxle attune to the dragon staff? Or I can just have this moment where he grabs it and tells the dragon to fuck off. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just going to create this like really complicated combat. That's it. Yeah. Where That's kind of the difficulty with like, miniseries. Yeah. Is eventually we get to a point where we're just like, we don't have any We time. have to finish it. We could have the moment where he picks it up and it's like, okay, I'm going to sit around for three hours attuning. Yeah. Like, yeah. No like, what, and, or like you guys are like, well, now we're going to fight you with a dragon. It's like, okay, let's have a four hour long combat guys that's like, it yeah, yeah. It just but makes the pacing better I wish we could have resolved it in a way where you guys didn't get dicked over as much I mean like, but it was still a great ending it, it was, it was really the fun. ending that the chaos kind of demanded like yeah it couldn't really have gone any other way <laughs> yeah triple um, Z was like <laughs> oh yeah the triple Z Zim 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 Balloon Zim 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 Balloon so Zim. much Zim, fun Zim, Zim it's great okay let me read this one from Katie um, and talk about what have you done? I just broke. <laughs> I just broke with the bottom thing. Oh, okay. Thomas Hazel. It, it goes back on. It's Thomas. 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 Let me read this one from Katie, uh, and then we'll talk to Rhiannon. Uh, so Katie said her favorite moment. Um, oh yeah. Do no. We've still got fifty minutes before break. Sam's just taking a BRB. Uh, Katie says her favorite moment was defeating Falania. Uh, which was pretty epic. Uh, some really epic moments in that fight. Um, she also said, was a bittersweet saying goodbye to Elora, but sending her off alive with her friends and family was the best ending she could have had. Aww. I know Katie particularly loved playing Elora. Yeah. Um, she was very, very dear to Katie in particular. Also, she wasn't going to die, was she? She, never, she was never down. Fucking <laughs> ne- somebody asks me, I can't remember where I put the question, but somebody said, like, were you ever, how desperate were you to knock Elora unconscious? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I did at some point in the campaign, but I mean, I don't like. That's fine. Like, Katie was always at the back. Like, I had other targets to focus that's on. Like, it, the monsters yeah. were like, I have to deal with these other things first, and then I'll deal with the druid. Uh, I know how desperate you were to knock Reynard down. It got to a point where I was like, "Can you stop going to the back of the room and avoiding every attack?" <laughs> <laughs> I think that was more because who like, flips off an ogre? Well, that, and I don't you know mean what? flips off. I mean jumps like, and flips <laughs> off. I think the thing with Reynard is with with Elora, it's like, okay, you're doing your role, your wild shape, to your casting spells. You're you're not a massive threat right now. The problem with Reynard is he dealt so much damage. <laughs> he was amazing, and I tried to hit you so many what times. Was it like, and you'd just be like, Ha-ha, I think it was like two d six. 2d8 twice a turn oh my plus, god plus 10 normally plus 10 as well. i kept sharpshooting as well he yeah. was absurd plus you had like a Jesus plus five Christ. dex bonus like yeah. plus it was crazy and the fucker rode a dragon so yeah it was that's awesome he was really cool um that was in the final episode as well katie said hopes uh playing ayla is therapeutic and a hard time so i hope i can keep her strong i'm looking forward to her power growing as she levels up and my eventual amazing hammer upgrades wink yeah uh also looking forward to how you'll be involved in the clans more in the storyline too because i enjoy leaving those kind of story twists to you I like going in and not knowing what plus twist you're going to throw at me I yeah. love Delora's so I'm really looking forward to Ayla's um, and then she said I just want to apologise for my extreme absences this year it was needed and obviously we've seen that Katie's back on it and she'll be joining us more regularly yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing we've, we've said this is a thing that we've all talked about as a group with high rollers because you know mental health and, and burnout is so easy in what we do especially for folks like you guys you guys are working full time jobs and then coming in on the weekends to do what is effectively another you know four hours of work um we've always said if people need to take some time out just take the time out and we'll we'll cover it because yeah. that's really important so uh meanwhile so i'm just muddled up here whatever you do it's, it's fine it's it. too late you may as well just <laughs> carry on uh vincent kitali <laughs> asks how do you feel about lingering injuries after playing with them for a while i'm very interested to know this myself injuries how do you feel about the injuries love them important yeah i injuries love them yeah yeah i considering oh, you two are the only ones that have really been affected where well, you were 
or affected by it in an alternative universe. Yeah. Yes. Not anymore. I, I love it. It's the best. It was, it's, I remember when you first told us about the idea of adding injuries, and it was because in Lightfall, we would get downed and we'd get healed. Just get popped and then up. Get downed and we get healed. Mm. And I remember towards the end of the campaign, uh, we started just resing people because we had all the money in the world, we mm -hmm. had all the abilities in the world, and if someone died, we were just like, yeah, he's coming back. Um, and we kind of did an RP thing where we couldn't res everyone for reasons, um, which made sense, and it worked, yeah. but there was nothing stopping us from just saying, like, yeah, everyone that died in Townsville, they're back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was no impact to it. There's no weight to any of the combat. So when we're... I, I remember there's a question, actually, that was, why at the start of Aroas do you... Uh, were you so scared of fighting? Yes, yeah, I was going to ask that one a bit. I mean, later on, there's the reason. Like, yeah. in one of the fights, Echo got, uh, got blown smashed. up um, and Quill lost an eye. Yeah. Lucius which... got a broken leg at the same time as well. Oh, yeah, Lucius got a broken leg. And, yeah. like, so many things that happened in that one combat, and it was a very difficult combat, and it's a very memorable combat yes. because of that. Like, exactly. Because, because it had weight. Yeah. Exactly. We could have come out of that and said, like, Okay, we've killed the guy, and we were down a couple yeah. of times, but it meant nothing. It meant nothing. Um, and I think that's the thing is for me is it's changed combat tactics as well. Yeah. Because the thing is, is you look at like because I I read a lot about like the D and D community, and everybody's like anybody who doesn't play it in the same way that we do, which is fine. Everybody can play D and D in their way. Yeah. Some people play it more like a video game or a board game. Some people just want to kill monsters and get loot. That's fine. That's a way to play it. Sick. But in those scenarios, a lot of people just say like, oh yeah, you, you want to take healing word because as soon as somebody goes down, you just get them back up again. Yeah. And it's very dismissive language. Whereas what I like is that now we're in a party where you desperately don't want anybody to go to zero hit that's points. It. Like that's the worst thing that can happen because you know that there is that risk, there's that chance that you're going to roll a one on that saving throw against the injury and that's a roll on the injury table. And again, yeah. even though you know that there's a chance that there's a, you know, the injury won't be that bad, there's the risk of getting your eye torn in that's half it. or whatever. Or and so yeah. it means that like, you know, using your abilities to stop people from going too low on hit points, yeah. using healing in a more kind of um pr uh I'm trying to think of the word preemptive. Yeah, excuse mm. me, preemptive way is way more interesting to me than just like, oh, uh, Lucius is down again. Second level healing word, get back up. Oh, you've gone down again. Second. Yeah, level I remember word. there yeah. were some moments in in Lightfall where there was a character in a fight that wasn't really doing anything, and when they were downed, it was kind of like, okay, you're out of the combat for a while. That's fine because you know you've got three death saving mm. throws. Man. You've got three death saving throws. We've got some time. Yeah. Whereas now we have to stop it before it even happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's also that risk of like if you're down and you get hit, not only is it extra death saving throws but you get that role on the injury table as yeah. well. And so it just adds to that. I, I like it. Yeah. I have changed it. So originally when I came up with the injury things, they were going to trigger on critical hits as well. Mm. And I think we have had a few of those happen. Yeah. I'm going to scrap that now. Okay. Um, so it's only going to be when you get reduced to zero hit points or you're hit whilst you're unconscious. Okay. Because, and this is I don't think it ever happened anyway, did it? I think it happened, but you saved out of it. So it never, yeah. Yeah. there was never an, a cause for That's it. Fine. But the reason that I've changed it is because this is something somebody um, talked about on, uh, I think it was on the sub Reddit or in a YouTube comment, they made the good point that there's nothing you guys can do that stops me rolling a 20. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not fair. It's just completely random. And also, when we get into high levels when enemies are making like four or five attacks, that's yeah. a super high chance that I'm going to get a 20 and get a crit. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, a lot of crits, dropping you guys to zero, that is something you have control over. Yeah. You guys can stop that happening through 
careful tactics or yeah, that makes or whatever. Sense. Yeah. So um, I'm going to change that. But what, like about, from, yeah. what about if we get a crit? No. But like from an RP standpoint as well, it's cool because like it adds extra <laughs> blocks to your character. Yeah. It's like you're going along and like you know you like you would be in fights and you would have scars and injuries and yeah. stuff from battle so it kind of just adds that extra little bit to your character gives you something nice. to build on that's it yeah it's cool yeah quill losing his eye is probably one of my favorite things yeah <laughs> i love cool. that see that's um, the thing is i think it's very easy in D. a lot of people get like very anxious and they get very upset when bad things happen to their characters and i'm like but that's part of the game like you gotta you take that and you roll with it and you mild it into oh no me, me and rihanna yeah. we're masochists like you guys are we, we, like, yeah. you guys like <laughs> you like when the, when that fight this fight in particular yes. when echo got destroyed you were loving it you yeah. were laughing and cackling <laughs> when all this bad stuff is happening everyone else is like oh god and Rihanna's just like <laughs> I think well it, it, I it, loved it it's not that we're actively trying to kill our character no 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 like, of course not it, it, we don't want them to die no. I didn't want Quill to lose an eye yeah but when it happens, when it has happened, it's, cool. it's like, oh fuck! Actually, holy shit! I could definitely play with this. Yeah, yeah, it's I can awesome. Roll with this. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great um, fun. It makes you feel so involved. You're like in there. You're like, yeah. fuck! Let's yeah. go. That's it. That's, and I love that because, like, yeah. when I play Farverona and stuff like that, when bad stuff happens to me, I'm just cackling. Like, <laughs> ah, what do we do? That's it. It's, it's so fun. good. It's fun to be stressed. It's like the yeah. people playing horror games, right? Like, yeah. sometimes it's fun to do that. I love stress. Uh, dear Skull, sorry. So I have a character that was aged 40 years by a ghost. Yes. So here's, Ooh, so yeah. let me talk about that, Tom Hazel, because you know when um, you were in the ghost house with uh, Vesselvania in yeah. Erois, mm-hmm. ghosts have an ability uh, called Horrifying Visage. If they activate it, if you fail a saving throw by a certain amount, you age 1d4 times 10 years. And I yep. have had to seriously think about if that hit Quill... How would that work? Because Aracroca don't live very long. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> I think they're like... Uh, so if it hit Lucius, which it did, whatever. Well, not that ability, but he's, he's an elf. So like, so, he lives for like three elves. Elves in Erois don't have that. They, they are longer lived, but they're not like thousands of years old. Does uh, anyone know... It's their age, Aracroca trait. Age, just down at the bottom. Uh, uh, Aracroca reached maturity by age three. Uh, Aracocra don't live longer than 30 years. So what was it? 1d4 times... 1d4 times 10. So what if I... Now, and the thing mm. is, is there is nothing in the abilities description for the ghost that says like, oh, it's, it adjusts based on the race it affects. Yeah. It just says aged 1d4 times 10 years. So if yeah. you roll a 4 or a 3, then I'm you, well beyond my prime. You would yeah. have literally just been like, old man, dead. So there's a 50% chance... Yep. And even if it was a two that you roll, 23-year-old Aracocra is Fucking well into their... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So do I just turn into an owl? Super wise old owl. <laughs> Quill I don't think o- you change your type of bird. Quill is only three. Yeah, he's, like he's, he's a young man. Yeah, reached maturity. That's it. That's like he's an 18-year-old. He's kind of a teenager, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice, there you go. Uh, I've got a question here. Dear Skull asks, if the Eroes... Yeah, I don't want that book anymore. I'm <laughs> no. not going back. Oh, you don't have to worry. Vesselvania's not a ghost anymore. You taking away oh, her prints yeah. solved that. She's a banshee now. Um, and they have Whee! an ability which just kills you. Oh, yeah. do they? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. But it drops you to zero hit points. Uh, Dear Skull asks, if the Eroes gang had their personalities swapped, which oh. would be the coolest slash funniest? Oh, that's, quite, that's a really good question. 
Mm. I feel like if Ayla and Sentry swapped, you would have a killing machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a rude, ob- like, I'm just, I hate everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kill all of you. Killing machine robot. I oh, think, I think uh, like, L- Lucius' personality in Sentry would be pretty funny. Yeah, that would be hilarious. That would be kind of funny. Like, oh, really yeah. sort of prim, proper lady <laughs> like, of, like... Like a C-3PO like, type. Yeah, like. it'd be like C-3PO, <laughs> but, like, in an elegant dress. <laughs> yeah. Like, ooh, I'm Sentry. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, um... I don't think if, if Lucius... Quill and with Ailers. Lucius and Quill and Ayla would be good. Quill, if they swapped, Lucius and Quill. I don't think it'd be super different. They're still both terrified of everything. <laughs> like a Nova Quill um, would be really cool. Like a super, just like, super really nerd. like twitchy, but like nerdy, kind uh, of like, ah, like... I think if you swapped that. Nova and Quill, Nova's personality in Quill, you would basically have my first idea for Quill. He was <laughs> yeah. basically going to super be nerd. that character. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There you go. Nice. Uh, I just said I have a female bender. <laughs> <laughs> Bite my shiny metal ass. Oh, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I am Sentry. Please insert Gerda. <laughs> Please bite ass. <laughs> Nerd bird. Nerd bird. Uh, <laughs> Nightjar, this was so I took her comments from Twitter. She said her favorite favorite moments of last year were Trell's farewell, moments with the Laura and her parents, Baltir, the final battle, the cows, the ghost house with yeah. ghost house with Vesselvenia, Quill, any moments with Quill. She loves Quill. Yeah. Um, but also all of our live shows and signings, she Aww. said, you guys are just generally some of the sweetest and kindest and most genuine folk and being willing to share your game with us and of course introducing me to D&D and starting my addiction to dice. Ah. And then she asks, are there any classes, races you attempted by but ultimately decided against? Uh, for Aroas or just in general? In gen- well, um, I imagine for Aroas. Yeah. Moon hmm. Druid. Yeah. Again, I think for Aroas, I was just, bam, just, it's going to be Straight a hard cleric. Like, yeah. I, um, I don't know. I feel like I, once I get an idea straight yeah. away, that's the character I just stick with. Yeah. Um, although... Uh, Quill was a little bit different for... He was still a bard cleric, but he was a different domain cleric. Um, when we did session zero... Um, I think... I can't remember. Were you knowledge? Mm. Uh, was it... Is there like a law domain or not? Yeah, I domain? think it was knowledge domain, yeah. Um, yeah, so we played a session zero like a week before Roa started. And I came out of it and I was just like, fuck, I don't, I don't really get what Quill is. I just didn't enjoy yeah. it at all. There was mm. something about it where I was just like, Quill wasn't doing anything in that yeah. entire session. And he was just not right. And I think in the, my announcement video, I said he was a knowledge domain cleric. That turned out to be changed um, to the Arcana domain mm-hmm. because it gave him more offensive spells and more abilities that are just useful in yeah. more... Uh, it made him more versatile. And it still worked because um, it's still yeah. one of Hesper's domains. He is a god of magic. Yeah. So it still worked and, really um, well for that. Yeah, just sort of... That simple tweak of just one domain for another just suddenly, like changed what Quill was. Mm. Also, when I played Session Zero, um, so this is going to sound dumb, but Carry on. I had an idea for what Quill was, and he was basically going to be Rivali, Falco, that sort of very cocky... Oh, yeah, I remember um, you talked to me about this. Kind of not, not cocky Reynard style, but kind of like very dismissive of people yeah. and very few and far between the compliments and things like that. But when you got a compliment off him... Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, when we did the announcement videos, Squirrel Curls did that artwork mm. based purely on uh, the art that we'd put in the videos and our descriptions of them. And she drew this quill that was um, very, like, meek and in the middle of everyone and kind of, like, spooked by everyone. Mm. And I kind of looked at that and I was like, shit, there he is! <laughs> That's Quill! <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
so I didn't actually come up with my character. <laughs> there you go, Squirrel Curls. Um, it was fan art, and it's the one I've got on my iPad still. But that is um, mm. basically when I first saw that, I was yeah. like, "There, he, that's that's the character I was looking for." Finally, and yeah. I was able to and quickly mold into that. And for all the people that constantly ask me, "How can Quill cast magic missile?" Yeah, it's because he's an Arcana domain cleric. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's break time, so we're going to take a break. Um, we're going to take a short break, and then when we get back, I'm going to ask Rhiannon all about her joining in and her favourite moments yeah. and her plans for Century in the Future. I've got some stuff from Trot. Well, with that, go. we're going to take our break. Uh, we'll be back in five minutes. We're just going to play some ads, and then we'll be back talking a little bit more about... We're doing, continuing the High Rollers 2018 rollback. Thank Woo! you very much. We'll read some more donations and stuff when we get back to... See you in five. Halfling campaign. Haven't yeah. had that one in a while. What a treat. <laughs> what a treat. What a Christmas treat. Um, for you. For you, the audience. Welcome mm. back uh, to the High Rollers 2018 rollback. Uh, this is us going back over the last year of High Rollers, talking about Wowee. a bit. Wow, wow. And what a year it was. You could not sound more sarcastic. No, it wasn't I sarcastic. Know. That was genuine. <laughs> it certainly wasn't Wowee. <laughs> it was a 12-month period in which things <laughs> happened. Wow, High Rollers. Am I right, guys? Wow, High Rollers. <laughs> Uh, Hooray. Let me just rattle through some donations and then we'll jump into talking to Rhiannon about her favorite bits. Yeah. Cat's Meow uh, donated, what is Yogscast? I mean, I can't answer that question, but enjoy your humble bundle of games. It's this word. Yeah. This big yellow word. Google it. That's that's Yogscast. Um, uh, don't Google it. There's probably some... It's probably bad. Yeah. Uh, Duet <laughs> Daniel donated five additional dollars and said, Mark, what is your opinion on a player classing in necromancy? I like Ooh. the idea of having to hide their powers in town so the townsfolk don't hunt them down. Also, my name is pronounced as Dweg. Oh, that's I'm great. sorry, Dweg. Um, so the way that it's going to work in Erois, uh, because each world, I think, is different, there are places in Erois where necromancy is just seen as a thing it is seen as a tool to be used like any other form of magic and then there are places in Erois where it's totally not cool and the 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 divine you know the churches and stuff would absolutely crack down on it there are also certain religions that really don't like undead things like palador um kelara and siaska both very very much against undead so their followers why, why are you giving me that look tom you know just it sounds like an evil place to me I mean, I, d- I don't yeah. want to go there. Sure. 
Oh, I do. Here's a cool thing. There are whole planets full of undead. Oh, I <laughs> Sorry, love what that. the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Uh, there's, uh, there's like, you know how like in planes, so there's a plane called the Shadowfell in normal D&D, right. which is like the realm of undeath. It's like where undead can come from and stuff. Oh, okay. So there's a planet version in Erois, which is the same thing. Um, but there's more than just one. Uh, okay. Ian donated. This donation comes as part of my grandma's yearly Christmas present. Aww. Every year she gives her grandchildren a gift with the expectation that they do something for someone else with that gift. In this case, my gift to her is this donation. Aww. Well, how a lovely donation it is. Um, thank you very much. Uh, and if you get the bundle as well, even better. Thanks very much, yeah. Ian. Uh, Leper Smythe added $5 to the donation. High Rollers is my favorite faction of the Yogg's cast, which is odd considering my lack of successful tabletop RPG campaigns. I like how we're a faction. <laughs> yeah, cast. I love yeah. that. The High Rollers faction. We need banners. <laughs> Roll out. Roll out. <laughs> Uh, Flinterfuss uh, donated to ha ha hundo. ha hundo better late than never hundo. hundo another great jingle jam thank you very much thank you very much and then one just came in from Leo Krios uh, saying after watching Erois I decided to use injuries as well but I didn't like the table from the DMG I found one on Reddit that I liked called Grit and Gore and Gore and Grit and Glory based on building risk <laughs> shut up Tom uh, and work with its author to make a modified version that worked more for me. Your risk is increased by conditions, hitting zero, massive damage, and then you roll on a table with 17 or more, giving an injury of an increased severity. You then have to roll to determine the approximate injury received based on the severity. Uh, thankfully, I'm playing Fantasy Grounds, so I've been able to automate all the table rolling. The players seem to enjoy it because the injuries aren't always demolishing, like losing an eye, but the realistic risk is there. Well, the ones in Aroes aren't always demolishing either. Yeah. No. We've just only had ever had the bad ones. So did you make your own custom one, or did you use one like Grit me? and Glit and Glit and Glory? <laughs> Tom, <laughs> fuck's sake! Oh my one day, God. Um, one day, I can't wait for you to GM Tom Hazel, oh, and then every shit. time you fuck up a word, I'm gonna be like, oh ha ha ha! <laughs> he said, he said a funny word. <laughs> he said restaurant for no reason. <laughs> um, no, I took the one in the DMG and added stuff to it. Okay, I added a bunch of stuff to it, and then I added the rule of um, when you get down to zero, you have to make a con save and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, so there you go. So, Rhiannon. Hello. Hello. Hi. Sweetheart. Uh, so you obviously were the newest member of High Rolls. We brought you in for the Eroist campaign. Um, ever since... Well, first of all, how has it been? Love it. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I'm having a good I just, time. I love it. You just, you're enjoying it. it, having a good time? Oh, so good. Do you feel that... Do you feel that you're... Uh, you know, do you feel different from when you started to now? Do you feel like oh, yeah. you've, you've, you know leveled up or grown yeah i've learned so much like it's only been like six months but like i feel like i've definitely like mellowed out a lot more i've sort of like like got more comfortable with myself Mm -hmm. like playing a character being more um (sighs) what's the word comfortable comfortable with RP. RP. Like being immersed. And immersed. Yeah. yeah but like, also, I know, I can't think of the <laughs> should words. I just, should I just I'm ask really the question tired. for you? <laughs> but, um, oh, I can't think of the word. Um, improvisation. Yeah, improvisation. Hey! That's the word to forget <laughs> of all the words. <laughs> <laughs> And this is my favorite thing of Rhiannon. When Rhiannon just loses it, it's the best. My favorite thing. Oh, but it's just, it's basically, I come from a world where everything is very scripted. Like yeah. in my day-to-day life, I'm very much sort of like, I, I know what I do. I'm sort of like almost automatous in the way I operate. Like Truman Show. So, yeah. 
Kind of. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the true material. You feel like your life is you're very rigid and set, yes. and you know you have your set schedule. And yeah. Stuff. So yeah. having so coming into a world that's kind of very loose. <laughs> being in an, what? Sorry. What? Sorry. Someone posted a Laura Glenodal again. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> that's my favourite moment. That's my favourite moment in High Rollers 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Glenodal. It's all right. It's all right, Rhiannon. You can do it. Ignore Tom. <laughs> why do you? Why, why must you hate Tom? It's <laughs> not hate. And Laura Glenodal is the best thing. The best thing. <laughs> oh. I can't read. <laughs> I wonder if I but, Google it. So anyway. Oh God. So yeah, it's nice just being in a very sort of relaxed very sort of yeah. free environment. It's, so was you nice. quite nervous when we first started? Oh, yeah. First streaming? 100%, because I knew that you guys had already established, you know, a very good audience and, mm. you know, a very good following of people. And I was like, well, what if I fuck up? What if I do something wrong and everyone hates me? <laughs> or like, I know, but it's like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all have. obviously the nerves. It's and I, I know that. I'll talk about that when, about the Critical Role stuff, because I had the same thing there. Yeah. And it's like, but like the community's been like the best. Like you guys have all been so... Well, they love Unbelievably you. nice. They love like, yeah, do you have any messages for your hordes of fans? Because holy I, crap. I love all of you. Like you guys <laughs> I love all of you. You guys are like the best. Like oh. whenever I've had any doubts about anything, like mentally, like I always come back to like what you guys have said or like just or just you do, the high rollers. Do you do the thing I do sometimes, which is uh, whenever I'm feeling a bit meh. meh. Uh, mm. I just go and look at all the fan art. Oh, yeah. And it's just like... Oh, oh it's, it's it. so nice. But also, like, being around, like, all you guys, being around Mark oh. and Katie Trot, Kim, like, you guys are all so supportive and Tom. so just fucking nice. <laughs> Tom as well. And Tom. Hello, <laughs> Tom boy. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you were just no, carry on, mean. carry on. I'm not being mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's just... It's just... We all... We're all you're, the whole community is just incredible. Yeah, it's and really lovely. It's such a nice place to be, and yeah. like being able to just piss around, play D and D for three hours on a Sunday. Yeah. It's, it's it's a fucking privilege and a joy, and it I really love is. it every single time. It's been amazing having you. You you you've you've definitely brought in. I think like uh, like Kim said, like you just bring in this like ray of sunshine. Aww. Like you always find everything so joyous and funny, and I think that that does affect the table. Like because again, like everybody's got other stuff going on. We get stressed with stuff, and then you come in even before the stream so like you guys won't ever see like what happens before the streams but like you know I'll be there stressing with notes and like getting everything printed out and getting all my maps and stuff ready and then Rhiannon normally come in with like a bag of biscuits or crisps <laughs> and it's like hello everybody it's just always happy and bright and smiley and it does make a big difference it makes Aww. a huge difference um and that's been really appreciated. I've also personally appreciated the fact that you've really, like, obviously invested in learning, like, your abilities, like, you know, trying to learn the game and everything else. Like, that really, you know, I, I find that particularly, uh, you know, rewarding, like, the fact that you've come in and learned so much. But what's what have been your favourite moments from 2018 so far? Oh, man, let me consult my portable entertainment device and I will <laughs> have a look at my notes. You make some little notes. I make some little notes. So nice. my top, like, favourite moment for me playing a century is uh, was Dwalin Den. Yes. I think in Dwalin Den, oh, yeah. I learned a lot about... Uh, well, I've, I think I had some of my best RP in Dwalin Den. Yeah, for sure. And I learned a lot about, like, Sentry as a character, what she stands for, how to play her, and, like... <laughs> like, I just, I just felt really comfortable with her for, like, the first time. And I was like, fuck, yes, I love this. Let's do more of this. Yeah. Like... 
I just, ah, it was so much fun. Yeah. It was really good. And it was one of those, I think that it worked really well because whilst there was obviously a lot there about Guardians and and, and Sentry can connect to that, it was also an opportunity for all the rest of the characters to kind of be involved as well. Like, you know, Lucius being able to, like, somehow connect with the Echo and, you know, like, Nova being interested in the Guardians technology and stuff like that. Well, obviously, knowing Sentry beforehand, it was a a good way of everybody bringing together, but still keeping Sentry, like, the central figure in it Mm. as well. It was really nice. It was a nice way for, like, for as a player's point of view as well it was nice because it felt really like involved and as a new player it's nice to have that opportunity to like be like this is my world this is what we do and you know this is part of my world it just felt really nice and like really just like ah like yeah it was your story it was your time yeah it was really cool that was the introduction to find the prime as well that was yeah which we still know nothing about hashtag find the prime find the prime oh man yeah, there's some there's some shit for that coming up mm, soon. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I've um so what so one of the things that I did is over the Christmas break is I sat down with everybody's backstory, everybody's kind of little character moments that we've had so far, and I've started kind of drafting up, okay, where is this leading? What's the next steps? Because you guys are getting closer to main civilization now as well, you're like getting to the bigger towns, but into the bigger cities. The world is gonna open up a lot more and that's mm. gonna give you guys an opportunity to be like, Well, I want to go and do this thing. Yeah. I want to go and find this thing out and then there will need to be a little bit of the party saying okay let's go and do Sentry's thing then we'll do my thing then we'll do Quill's thing then we'll do blah blah blah's thing Um, but it's going to allow you guys to pursue different things and so I've been kind of coming up with all the different um, ways that that can happen and the different areas that that might involve and stuff like that Yeah. Um, and yeah the Prime stuff is uh, pretty interesting I'm excited and also a lot of that none of us really know about that's all Markinations. That's it, yeah. There you go. Well, normally what I do is it's normally stuff which you guys have written about but never expanded on. And then I just go in and I go and I expand it. Um, And I, you know, if there's ever anything where, like, I've said this, I recently sent you guys an email saying, if there's ever anything that you're not comfortable with or if there's nothing, something you don't want to happen, let me know and then I won't have it happen. Otherwise, it'll be nice and mysterious and a surprise. I mean, I think you'll still react to how we react to it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. but it's really cool, like the way the way that you've like sort of intertwined our stories into the world you've built. Because I think as a DM's point, like for a DM, it must be really easy to just be like, "Well, I've this is my world. I've made this world, so you're going to do this this way, and you're going mean, to do this this way." But it's it's tricky. It's so like when we did the Lightfall campaign, the Lightfall campaign had a much more um, storyline. Yeah, it actually had like this is the villain, and this is what they're doing, and this is vaguely how I see things going mm. and then the guys would do stuff and like maybe it takes them off in a different direction than I expected and I have to kind of like draw a new line of yeah. how to get back to things whereas what I've done with Eroes is I've taken a much more Skyrim like approach yeah. to it where it's like there are places and there are people and there are groups all doing things and you guys happen to have like obviously I started off Eroes with you guys kind of interrupting one of those groups the remnant yeah. um, that was like the first group that you kind of encountered and have had a conflict with but now it's now it's open now it's like well it just depends where you go and what you guys want to yeah. do and everything else so it's really yeah. cool so yeah like Thomas would you like to show us something is that what you're chuckling what have you about found? I've just found something well I say I found it game it's- Game no, I found it. It's not Glenodal. Uh, so my favourite moment from 2018. Um, <laughs> I've got the iPad in my hand. So was this episode one? I think it was. Yeah, it was. Sorry, just brace yourself. I have to go through this every time somebody bet, posts yeah. snaps next. Oh, my so. God. Or restaurant. 
Uh, Pixie MLG Gamer donated $10 and said, but sad isn't the right word because it didn't really go anywhere. It changed. We will no longer see Juto, Zijing, Laura, Glenodal, Elise, oh my goodness, these names, Cam Buckland and Rainy Hart. The two that you can read. She can. Carol! You mean the Tom Hazel. <laughs> He's loving it. Don't play it again. Pause it. Names: Cam Buckland and Rainy Hart. Oh, God, it was the best. <laughs> anyway, oh. moving on uh, to something. So, Re, oh. with with Century going into 2019, do you have any hopes, any goals for Century? Anything that you, any cool thing? It can be something particularly petty and minor, like I want a cool magic sword, or yeah. it can be I want to find Solvin, or I want to do this cool thing. I want a boyfriend. I want a girlfriend. <laughs> it can be any any of those things. Stop it! Stop. <laughs> no, okay, I'm closing it. I'm closing it. <laughs> Let Rhiannon answer my question. It will never die. As long as Tom Hazel is here, Glenodal never dies. <laughs> oh my God. I just need to find something embarrassing that he's done. Or yeah, there's the problem plenty. Is not really. Not like there probably is. or restaurant or um, Glenodal. <laughs> what's the context of that? <laughs> It was a donation. Don't she know. I tried to read. Read Alora Galanadel for the very first time. It was, yeah. It was Rhiannon. Rhiannon I read it as I saw it. Yeah. Miss said <laughs> Katie's old character name, um, which is a silly elf name anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Ah, uh, but yeah. Um, in regards to Sentry, I'll have a look at my notes again. Yep. Um, so I think it's like, from a playing aspect, I want her to... Tom. <laughs> Do you need to leave? No, carry on. Just carry on. <laughs> I'll just. If we if we say it enough, he'll get tired of it. No, I won't. Glodal, glodal. No, Trust I won't. me. After the eh, 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 eh. Staying. Let him have his vape. He's gonna have his vape. Carry on. Lol. Um, in terms of like playing Sentry, like mm. I want her to find more of her like hu- like human side. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, at the moment she's very much sort of a um, she's sort of playing to her more. Um, like servant side, her mm-hmm. more like service, yeah, like yeah, the, fulfilling a duty, fulfilling a duty kind of thing, yeah. yeah. So I want her to be able to like act out on her own more, be confident with like decision making, and mm-hmm. you nice. know want to be like, hey, I've come up with this idea, come Let's up with a more this. of a leadership role yeah, and stuff, and take, yeah. take the lead more. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. good. That's a good role to have. Um, and also like obviously like finding the prime and stuff. I'm, I want to go and get into the meat and bones of this mm-hmm. and really like. Ugh. Because that golden guardian in the sky mm-hmm. is yeah, pretty freaking cool. Saw, yeah. And I want to get into that more. Cool. Yeah. Super excited. Nice. Me too, actually. 2019 yeah. is going to be so good. Amazing. Okay, cool. Well, that's good to know for Sentry. Um, a couple of questions. Uh, so Sam asks, if you could play a character that wasn't your own, whose would you play? In a Rois. <laughs> really good. In a Rois. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> is, you have a problem, dude. You, just, he's, you keep seeing it in chat. chat that's why. No, when you said when you said when do you want to play a character, I was just immediately I want to play a Laura Glenodal. <laughs> in a Rois, what other character would you want to play? Other than so, 
Well, uh, main character. Or yeah, out of... Well, yeah. Player yeah, characters. Player characters. If you had to play somebody <laughs> else's player character. I want to play Sentry. Yeah? Yeah. You think Sentry's... Yeah. Holy shit. How satisfying must it be to launch a guy down the stairs with an axe? <laughs> that was like so the first satisfying. thing you did as well. Yeah. Like max damage, <laughs> divine smite. Yeah, the first thing oh, you did was like a natural 20, maximum smite. damage... Oh, and launched the guy with um, Thunder. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Nice. She's really uh, okay. good to play. What about you, Marie? Um, Man, I think Lucius is really fun. Yeah. I could, I think... You could see yourself I playing Lucius. I could see Lucius. myself playing Lucius. Nice. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Mark? If you weren't DMing. Oh. I think Sentry. Yeah? Well. I think Sentry's got the story that I would be, like, super interested in playing. I love Paladins. They're pretty damn mm. cool. And I always like Constructs and Warforged. So, yeah, Ooh. for sure. Nice. Uh, nice. Erin said. Uh, so Erin said that one of her fave scenes from 2018, Tom Hazel. Sorry. You need to calm yourself. I'm not a gnoodle. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking gnome. We got gnome. We got gnoodle. That's really good. That's. <laughs> oh fuck's sake! I've got a question for you. Yeah. To interrupt that last one. Uh, yep. Sure. If you weren't DMing. And you made a character for Aroes. What would you make? Oh, That's man. a really good question. To join the current cast. So, um, I think that I probably would have played... In all fairness, I probably would have played Sana as a player character. Mm. So the, oh, okay. the, the bunny lady beast walker. Yeah. But probably would have made her as a slightly different type of character. I probably would have made her as a, a gunslinger. A fighter oh, gunslinger. Wow. So bunny, bunny lady gunslinger. Kicking That's guns. really cool. Yeah. Um, but I think also like there's a bunch of stuff like that we've not really been able to explore. Like you guys haven't really met any Ember Elves in the main campaign yet, and I think yeah, that they're, they're cool. a really cool race. But also just like because quite a lot of the races um, are very different as well. Mm. So uh, being able to play like you know, um, tell you what would be cool because you guys none of you guys expressed interest in playing this race, so I never gave you the information on it. Um, but the Yuan T I've got uh, are particularly cool because oh. they are connected to the Remnant and the Starbane but they've also kind of tried to separate themselves and say we're going to make our own society now yeah. like we're here we're going to build our own empire Ooh. we're going to you know we're no longer serving them because we're trapped here yeah. um, and that obviously leads to a lot of like are they good guys are they bad guys like where do they draw the line because obviously they're snake people they've got quite a lot of That's evil really abilities cool. and stuff yeah. so that could be a cool one to play as well wow so there you go awesome cool um, so, what a great question thanks Tom Hazel <laughs> sorry carry on Erin uh, said that her favourite scene was actually the quiet moment with Lucius Quill and Valor in Rose Hall set on yes. the wall knowing about each I really like that oh, that was that's, really that's nice really sweet. I think that was the yeah. first moment where uh, Quill and Lucius um, probably had like a talk as well because prior to that it was just surviving it mm-hmm. was like a moment when we'd finally settled down in mm. Rose Hall and we were able to just stop and just say right wow. what's actually happening here yeah. um, and I think that cemented Quill and Lucius as friends as well yeah I think so I think like <laughs> so far I think like obviously Quill and Sentry are friends because you guys knew each other but I would say that out of everybody Quill and Lucius have probably become the closest out of like the other group yeah, yeah. Um, like I know that Nova's very uh, motherly in the same sense that Sentry is as mm. well but um, I know how much Quill worries about Lucius and Lucius worries about, about Quill, Quill as well. Because you're both the kind of um, the, the Shaggy and Scooby of the gang. Yeah, and also mm-hmm. I know how much Lucius doesn't want another situation like Quill's Eye again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and how much that affected Lucius as a character. Yeah. Um, 
through me. Some good, some good RP from Chris Strutt here. Pumpcan has an excellent question here. Oh, go for it. Uh, she said, NPC, <laughs> boink, by which she means fuck, uh, marry or kill. Um, and it's between Arvel, Finny, and Saito. Now, Finny and Saito, for Rhiannon's benefit, Finny is a halfling bartender uh, that the party met. Nice. Um, and Saito was a charming tiefling thief. Could we, mm. for Rhiannon's benefit, change it to well, Arvel, to a Rowis character? I'll switch it to a Rowis character. Just you answer uh, Arvel, Finny, or Saito. Fuck, Mary kill. Um, I don't think I really met Finny. Was really not. Did you not? No, he, was, he ran the tavern, Finny's tavern. Yeah. And I was there a couple of times. He became but like I don't a think he member. was like he became a council member. Yeah, it's but, true. Um, I don't suppose you didn't have the same connection to him as the rest yeah, of the characters. Yeah, like I went to the tavern, and that's yeah. about as much as I knew of Finny. Okay. Um, All right. Well, let's change it to a Rose characters then. So Arvel, I'm trying to think who else has become. But Fox Saito. <laughs> yeah, is that definitely? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Marry Arvel, maybe. Yeah, Mary Arvel, like, he's got money. <laughs> he has got money. Yeah. He's got a lot of money. <laughs> um, okay. Well, if we'll keep it. So Arvel, I'm trying to think of two others who aren't. That we can reliably use. Uh, Arvel, um, Sana, Sana, and uh, oh, um, Rose Hall. Um, oh, the bartender. Rosalina. Rosalina. Oh, Rosalina. that's really hard. Fuck, Mary, kill Arvel, Sana. Oh no, Rosalina. that's really hard. <laughs> that's a tough one. I know how much you loved Rosalina. You I loved her. We all so loved her much. Yeah. Like the oh god. I remember oh. how relieving it was getting to Rose Hall after uh, the Bitterwood mm-hmm. because there was just you guys it was just gruesome. Ah, like, oh, survival um, is hard. Yeah, it was <laughs> gruesome. It was horrible. It was such a slog. Um, not to watch, obviously, it was all gold. But um, then we got to Rose Hall and it was like just comfortable, and we could just sit down and stop and just not worry about this nice half time lady. against like, us. Do you want food or I can yeah. get just a oh. It was just such a delight. It was he the was best. So nice. Yeah. Um, I really loved it. Uh, what I really loved is quite a lot of people in chat picked up on the fact that, like, she offered these like adult services, but it wasn't like a big deal. Yeah. It was just like, here is a thing that if you want, you can have. And it's a shame we never got into the background of it because, um, and maybe you will go back, but Rosalina comes from a, a Sky City where that is completely normal. Yeah. Like, it's just seen as a service, like going to a pub for a drink or going to a restaurant. Like, people have needs and some people need to get that fulfilled by professionals. Yeah. And so they're all looked after and protected and it's all very kind of positively done. And so when she comes down to the lowlands, she's just like, well, these people need that service as well. And so she provides that. Um, and it's not just like, you know, sex and adult services. It's also therapy. Like, yeah. it was also just like speaking to somebody and, and stuff like that. And I had a lot of people like message me and say, thank you for having that representation because that's not really something that ever gets shown and there's yeah. no reason that in a magical fancy world where you can have wizards and enchanters and everything else that that kind of business would necessarily be still kind of uh, looked down upon yeah. like you should be able to have this um, so that was quite cool it cool. yeah, was a nice nice little I'm glad that people picked up on that yeah. but yeah answer my question fuck Mary kill Arvel Sana Rosalina I think I think Arvel's dead <laughs> I love Arvel. <laughs> I love him so much. He's led a good life. He's had a good life. But so, dead? Dead Arvel. I reckon we'd have a good fight as well, though. Yeah. It'd be good. Um, and then I would marry Rosalina. Marry Rosalina. And then boink. Boink Santa. Boink Santa. I, I, like, I like how Pumpkin put boink. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to have to be the same. Same? Um, sorry, Arvel. Sorry, Arvel. <laughs> 
That's all right. <laughs> I understand it's Rosalina and Santa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, Neko Sounds asks, is there any lore you could give us about the world of Veros that won't be mm. too spoilery for later episodes? I mean, it's quite tricky because I don't know where the guys are going to go. Um, obviously, so one thing I have just done is I finished writing up all of the gods. So every single one of the, what they call the Starborn Pantheon, which is Siaska's children. Cool. Um, I've now written up all of their like religious entries, so they all have tenants, they all have stuff. I think one of the cool things that isn't going to be too spoilery because we're going to see it quite early on is the town that your guys are heading towards called Kaylee's Rest is going to be the first big proper city town you've been to and in there there is a temple to all of the gods and so there will be an opportunity for everybody to kind of get to meet a little bit about that world like the religious world but you're also going to learn that whilst the starborn gods are generally seen as quite good that doesn't always mean that they're worshipped in a good way like there are cults and there are sects that can split off and might have very extreme views for example on on certain traditions so it's going to be cool kind of giving that side to it um any time I get to dip into like the more sci-fi stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, there's one thing. So I've written this in the, the Tenants of Palador, like the god of the sun and light and this kind of blazing. And he's always depicted as this blazing on fire humanoid that flies around Erois providing light and warmth. And it's basically the sun. Yeah. Um, but there is, and I wrote this into the things, there is ancient rumor or ancient text which suggests that it's not actually Palador himself flying around the world but a ship or a device of his creation that does it and flies around and is protecting Eroes as well. Um, That's cool. Which I thought was quite cool. So Mm. more sci-fi stuff. Mm. Um, Yeah, Neo and Smoked asked me how badly did I want Elora to go unconscious. I mean, it's it's fine. I felt like we still had tension. Um, So there you go. Um, Oh, Austin asked to see if there was a map of Eroes, which I do have, but I forgot to give it to Sam. So I'll post Um, that on Twitter or something. Yeah, we do have one. Well, I've got what you put together and basically gave to me and said, right, this is your map now. Uh, yeah, you've got the actual up. paper map, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, but so no, I've got I like a proper, proper map. Fill that in. Yeah. Actually, but, I think what but, I've got but, is complete. Yeah. To what, to my knowledge. To, so to what Quill's explored, yeah. Although we should probably go on there and put some things that Quill knows about from his life as a messenger. Yeah, yeah okay. So we can do that. Um, so Trot wrote me some answers for his favourite moments and stuff. Um, so... Uh, he begins with, what was your favorite moment in 2018 from High Rollers? And he starts with, as the best player and character in the game, <laughs> my favorite moments have to be. So he said, discovering the faulty blacksmith guardian in the chasm. I love the gradual reveal of lore behind Century's Kind and also discovering my abilities to connect with Echo. Oh, also thoroughly enjoyed dungeon diving in Old Dwarven Ruins, our first taste of a historically drenched and ancient world. Cool. Um, the cow episode, having Mark just let loose and reduce himself to our immature level for a bit and wing in a hilarious encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, shall we? I can play that scene. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Bring on the cows. Bring on the cows. Let's do it. Lucius. <laughs> Lucius, give me a perception check. Christ, eh. my hair that episode. <laughs> it's looking very slick. Ah. 19. 19. Okay. Well, the I had a really shit day at work just before this stream. And this, is, not this just, like, um, made my day. This is, like, the highlight First part of, my of the day. evening as everyone rests. The hills are quiet, the night air is cold. Uh, you have to wrap yourself up in a cloak to keep the chill from getting Did you guys your actually think an encounter was coming? No, I had Around no idea. The second hour I was like, of what your is this? Is when you begin to hear the noises. It's a strange noise, one you've never heard before. A kind of distorted moan, 
and almost like the jangling of chains or bells. <laughs> like, Tom was genuine at this point. The, you were like, fuck. <laughs> up yeah. time, everybody, up time! <laughs> up time! Everybody up! So you hear this kind of like, up, 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 no, up noise. Alright, what is it this time? Um, you hear... I just take a long time to just light like, up. Just like... <laughs> and you hear another sort of... Uh, <laughs> A shuffling of bodies, like large creatures moving. You hear that? Uh, Ayla and Quill, give me nature checks. Nature checks? <laughs> Not perception? Oh, no. This is when I'm losing it, because I know I can't 15. hold it in. Uh, 13. <laughs> Ayla, so Lucius, what did you, you know, you've woken everybody up. Prepare to be attacked. About, by what? By a zombie with chains on its head. <laughs> and, then you, and then you hear this noise that Lucian heard during his Lucius. watch. Lucius. It's gonna kill us. I'm gonna kill you. Don't you do that. Kill that first. It does what, sound the really aggressive. Wait, no, what? Not a cow, is it? Lucius. What's the cow? Lucius. Yeah, you've never seen a cow before. I mean, <laughs> cows are fairly aggressive. Well, then it's a dream to do to Let's assume our fighting stance is to destroy it before it gets to jump on us. I know it's probably mindless. I'm going back to sleep. You are an idiot. You can take it on your own. Yep. Good night. Go milk it. I could do it. I like your optimism in my abilities in combat. Attack. <laughs> this was because of you. Yeah. This is because of you. You did tell him to go Whoops. play. You, you, like all of you. <laughs> you can do it, Lucius. Thank you. Bardic inspiration. <laughs> Feel a renewed vigor. I'm still exhausted. I'm going to go out. You sneak up? You're going to try and sneak up I'm on the sneak. I'm going to try and self check. Is he actually killing the cow? Hang on, here's your bardic inspiration. He doesn't dice. know what it is. 18. Oh, 18. You stealth up. Grassy hill, laying oh yourself flat, you do peer this. over. Make your daddy You proud. see three of these creatures. <laughs> they are as long as a horse, but shorter and stouter, covered in a strange black and white pattern. I see this horn. <laughs> Uh, they wear bells around their necks, strange bells around their necks. As they munch on the grass, uh, two of them appear to be laying down now. Is this really happening? <laughs> As Kim, I'm saying this. I, I am listening I to exactly Mark, amazing DM, who has DM'd us for two years, describe a cow. <laughs> <laughs> to Lucius. Lucius doesn't know what a cow is. He lives up in the Sky Cities. They don't have cows. Uh, He's never been to the Lowlands before. I can't Carry wait on. until they down him. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> one shot. The one that's still standing. Le- 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 <laughs> Looms down to the grass. <laughs> Starts chewing on grass. <laughs> Satanic creature. <laughs> gonna fling an ice knife at it. Oh god! Oh, We're gonna get attacked by farmers. Okay, range attack roll. <laughs> uh, nine plus five. It 14. just gets better. I believe that will hit a cow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have a stat for a like cow. Like 2 HP. Probably like <laughs> very low. Oh, yeah. We'll make something up. 2 HP, right? Oh no, a cow would have more than 2 yeah. HP. Cow's a big tough thing. 3 on that cow and then it explodes. <laughs> we're actually... Okay, we're actually running a combat. <laughs> 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 you would have had advantage. You would have had advantage. You, you hit anyway, actually, when we're talking yeah, about Yeah, yeah.
So three on the first cow, then eight damage to all of them. Check that you don't get a natural twenty. Uh, yeah. Well, cow. actually, well, go. Okay, we're going to use a goat yeah. stats, but we'll we'll add a few more bits. Goat doubled. Yeah. Goat, would, yeah can you do a deck saving throw for the cow? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> deck saving throw. We'll give and him a minus one. Oh, eight eight cows. Fails. What, what uh, it hits all of them though, right? Yeah. So that's uh, eight cold. <laughs> For the more and three for the main one. One of the counts rolls out of the way. Rolled an 18 minus one is 17. It rolls out of the way. <laughs> oh my lord. You know what? So, Daddy! Someone's piercing damage to the first one. I'm leaving. Someone's right. piercing damage to the first one. Uh, They're all just leaving. Piercing damage to the first one. It gets hit. You hit this. <laughs> as the blade pierces into the cow's hide, then it explodes for the cold damage. Uh, eight. Oh, the first, the first cow is dead. It's just covered oh, in God, ice. Oh <laughs> Falls to the ground, ice. The other two are still alive. I'm having this. I didn't believe we were still okay. doing this. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 16. Yeah, yeah. You go again. What do you like? You, yeah. These two other creatures. That's, that's still... pretty much. That's pretty much the gist of the joke. Amazing. It's very funny. That's very. Oh, that's great. Unbelievable. Um, so Trot continues with his favorite moments. When we finally returned with enough funds to fix Arvel's leg, the whole scene introducing us to a religious character that genuinely healed Arvel. Mm-hmm. Trot said, "Like the whole." He says Blackthorn, but I believe he means Brookstone Saga. Here. Oh yeah. The whole Brookstone Saga being invited to their home and the tragic result oh, of doing so. God. Our first real dramatic turn that added a lot of gravitas to our quest. Um, uh, Quillock giving the horde of black uh, uh, Brookstone supporters a firm demand. Loved it. Broadened his character. Also, him losing an eye. Lul. Uh, oh, wow, cool. <laughs> was the thing. No. I I do. We'll talk a bit about Brookstones in a second. I actually yeah. have a clip for it as well. Um, the entire haunted house part. The honourable fallen night of Siaska. The creepy atmosphere. Mm. The slow unraveling of goings on. A touch of planar with the paintings. And finally, most unexpectedly, Lucius being mistaken for the ghost beloved with a daring escape. Yeah. An awesome backstory that fills the world with a rich history that has ongoing consequences and effects. Um, And then discovering the first fallen ship of the Court of Shadows, how it started as a strange green glow and things slowly unraveled in Ironwick. Also getting a badass, unique item that I'm yet to experience. Yeah, Yeah. so that was the last thing. So yeah, um, Brookstones. Man. Oh, that God. whole I thing. <coughs> so I didn't have a good feeling about that guy. Because you, you, right from the start, you were like, I don't trust this guy. No. I'm going to get in his face. I don't yeah. want to like him. I don't like him whatsoever. I believed him. And then this, and he yeah. genuinely was like, no, I'm going to, I believe him. I think I mean, I had, the, I, I understood all the evidence against him, but there was, when we first met him, he was so genuine that he actually convinced me, or you convinced Quill. Me, something Tom, like that. Some, it, what, someone convinced someone, and it was me being convinced or Quill being convinced. And did you think it was just like he probably is a bit of an asshole, but he's not an asshole like everybody's making him out to be? I mean, I, I, I thought that it was because he was explaining it as his workers were doing these things, and mm. I didn't want to uh, blame him for something that was out of his. While control. it was in his control to yeah. to to like curb down on that behaviour, he said he would. And that was the end. that was it. Like yeah. he kind of admitted to it and said, "Yeah, this has happened. Uh, I'll do what I can to stop it." And I was yeah. like, "Cool, cool. Nice. nice, what a nice. what a great guy. Yeah. yeah, what a real great and, guy." And then he invited you to dinner. And he invited me to dinner, and it was a great time. We all had a lovely, lovely meal. Lovely meal. Met a load of uh, met their kids who were great kids. Great kids. His wife, really lovely nice wife. Great dinner. And then you get back, and, and then um, it's awful. 
And then it's the worst thing happens. The worst possible thing happens. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Uh, and that was uh, that was another moment for me where I'd been sat on it while like you've been spending oh, time yeah. in Rose Hall, and I've got Mike. So I have a sheet that's just for me where I track like the days, so like how long you've been in a place, and then I track like okay, this person would have received this message at this day, and it would take this long to receive it. Oh, cool. And I've been I was planning stuff out, and I'm like. And then when you guys first arrived in Rose Hall and you said at the gate, like, oh, yeah, our airship crashed. We've we've just come here, like, blah, blah, blah. All the little dots connected up. And I was like, this is the natural kind of, like, where this would lead. Yeah. And I was just sat there. And it's, when I invited you and it was the next episode, I was like, you know, you guys are going to go to Brett Brookson's dinner. And you were like, yeah, let's go. Let's go to the dinner. And I was like, Okay. Just leave those two behind, will you? Yep. And that was the thing, and it became so close because Arvel almost got left behind. Yeah. You almost stayed behind. I you, almost, yeah. you, I think you even said, like, oh, should I stay? Yeah. No, I'll go, because you were like, I want to protect them if something happened to them yeah, at exactly. the dinner. Yeah. Wait, if we left Arvel behind? Yeah. Really? You, Arvel nearly didn't come with you. But, it, but if, if he didn't come with us? If he didn't come with you, he would have been there when the Goliath attacked. Yeah. And probably would have got killed as well. Arvel has yeah. more hit points than the others, but or he would have been injured at least, yeah. badly injured. Um, who knows what could have happened. Oh, I would have been so salty if we spent all that time <laughs> getting yeah. his leg fixed. Yeah, mate. He was, he but was then so also hard to fight like Well, that was it. Like died. he was a really tough encounter. Like I I he cuz uh, Yeah, Arvel on his own, he would have died. Because ultimately on his own, like like the other two. Well, what? So I played out. I actually that whole affair. So spoilers, if you've not seen it, in this particular episode, a an, an assassin. We'll use the term assassin. Uh, a fighter was hired to kidnap um, an NPC, um, and the party that NPC was left with her two caretakers, um, and the rest of the crew went to this dinner. And it was all planned that the the this bad guy was luring the party away so his guy could go and kidnap this girl um, but what I did is I played it out as a full combat so I just had the stats of everybody and I was just like right he sneaks in roll it for this guy and I just rolled all the attacks I rolled all the damage yeah. and then I had like checks for like the guards of like do they notice anything nope <laughs> do they notice anything nope and I would increase oh, the DC cool. as like yeah. more shouting and stuff when but just nothing ever like happened to it and he killed the NPC so quickly um, that really it was just like and he gets yeah. away like now if Arvel or Sentry had been there yes it's likely you might have like been taken out because the amount of damage against you would have been quite high but there's also a higher risk that like some of the other NPCs might have survived yeah. or they could have gone and gotten help and it would have become more of a chase yeah. like uh, we've got to go get this guy now he's just left whereas what it became was a bit more of a sort of like figure out what's happened and then we're going to go after them um, and it was really cool that was, yeah. really, that was really fun for me to, to GM that's what D&D's all about, though, isn't it? It's like the all consequences. The, the, the consequences and just the unseen things, like, yeah. you know, the dice rolls and stuff That's like it, that. Yeah. Like, it falls so much on that stuff, which I thought was really, really it's cool. It's awesome. Um, also, Quill lost a lot of chill. Yeah. Yeah, you, you were happened. pissed by that. I was, I was, was, it, was it because you feel like Quill is quite protective of Valor, and so, like, uh, them taking Valor and, like, threatening yeah, Valor? Yeah, so that, was, that was after the chat on the wall as well, yeah. where... Quill and Lucia. Yeah, that, so that was unexpected, yeah. right? Because I didn't know you guys were going to do that. But I knew what was coming yeah. later that evening. So, like, you guys having this really meaningful talk with Valor, I was like, oh, man. Oh. This is <laughs> yeah. setting it up super good. That was us basically saying that hey, we're the, the look two after you, least likely people, or the two, I guess, they consider themselves, I guess, like, Lucius and Quill consider themselves to be the weakest on the team, hmm. to say that they'll do what they can to protect Valor. And then that happens later on, like... 
Holy yeah. shit. And to think in the two that got the two that got injured whilst trying to save her as well. Lucius and Quinn. Yeah. 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 Pretty pretty cool, eh? It's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so Trot has written up his uh, hopes and goals for Erois. He says, as the best player and character in the game, uh-huh. I, am, I have ambitious <laughs> hopes and goals. I'm looking forward to entering Gold Throne properly. Lucius is extremely excited for the sorcery battles. I hope he experiences them, mm-hmm. but also faces some challenges, both external and internal. Mm. There's a ton to unravel about Lucius's past. He keeps things relatively jovial and respectful when mentioning his family, but not everything is pristine and perfect in the Elanasto household. Oh, I love that. Um, I'm looking forward to expanding Lucius and growing along with him. I feel he's already gained a far better understanding of the way of things, experiencing life-changing events that shape his outlook. Uh, he began as a naively positive, if narrow-minded man. Reality is chipping away at that from seeing the consequences of rash decisions that he cannot act the way that he's always done in the past. I'm also keen to expand his relationships with the party and joining them on their personal stories and seeing how that will affect Lucius and their bond. Lucius' ultimate goal is to reunite with his family and daddy. At first, he wanted to be rescued. Is that now? The, is that the same now, though? Either way, he mm. cannot wait to tell them of all the incredible things he's experienced and overcome. Aww. Wow. Boy, howdy. Wow, we're I'm cool. personally very excited yes. to, to reveal uh, the goings-on with the mm. Ellen Astow family. I'm looking forward to meeting the uh, household. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where, again, Trot has given me a lot of information to work with. He's yeah. come up with, like, like he's actually, you know, this is my father, this is their name, this is what they're like, da 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 But then he's also said to me, but I, if you want to change stuff, if you want to kind of, like, add in things that Lucius doesn't know about them, yeah. like stuff that he wouldn't know about go ahead you have free free reign to come up with stuff so that's really fun for me as a gm getting to play around with something like that where he's already got quite a lot of detail but i can mess around with it yeah yeah i think that's always the approach that we have is that here's the character we've written uh you're a better writer than us so well fix it not always not always i think (laughs) Um, it's one of those things where it's i'm very i i'm i'm quite good at if you give me something it's much easier for me to work with and to create stuff for you um, and then occasionally I just have like these little moments of inspiration of like, oh, this would be really cool. Like, um, Elora's the whole Winter Spire arc in the first campaign, um, with the werewolves and stuff like that. Yeah. That was, I just came up with that based on a random idea I had. And I was like, no, oh, this is really cool. I really like this idea. Yeah. Um, but I think like a lot of the other stuff was like, you know, the whole cam arc was based on what he'd given me and stuff like that. And then I just cool. added to it. So it was always cool to do. Um, E, what I do asked, Arm wrestling between characters, who wins? Ayla. I think Ayla and Sentry, because they're about the same strength yeah. now. So I think that, you know, that's a pretty uh, easy fight. What is Sentry's strength? 18 now, because she leveled yeah. up. Shit, so Ayla, I think Ayla's... I think Ayla's 18. Damn. So I think they're both the same I guess now. it's in a constitution mm. battle. So, yeah, oh, yeah, so I guess it comes down to... So character-wise, you think those two, but out of the rest of you, do you think Quill could beat the others with his one Left-handed, arm? Left-handed, no. 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 It's not even his... That's his uh, he's right-handed. He's right, so he's not even... Great oh, no, wait. Arm. His left hand is gone. Quill and Vala. Yeah, his left hand is gone. Yeah. So, uh, Quill and Vala. Uh, Vala. <laughs> I, Lucius, as we found out, Lucius is quite a strong boy. He's very yeah. strong. He's, he's yeah. not very strong. He's, he's a bit athletic. He's got some got something there. Uh, Nova yeah, is incredibly weak. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you. She I think uh, Nova and Quill would have a... Uh, I think you'd be. I think you'd build. I think you'd beat Nova. Yeah, one armed or not, I think you'd beat it. But then they also asked who would win between the players, and my money is a hundred percent on Rhiannon and Trot. Would be the (laughs) winner. Because you're buff, buff gym lady. Buff gym lady. Buff gym lady. And Chris Trot is obviously very, very gym, gym boy. I haven't um, worked out for like two months though. I've been. I bet you're still stronger. I'm than putting most on my winter layers at the moment. Yeah. Via cheese. Oh wait, in real life. In real life, who would win? I'd lose. 
You, do you think you could beat me? No. No? I wouldn't, I wouldn't beat Kim. I wouldn't beat Katie. I think I reckon, Kim would be actually Kim deceptively strong. Kim and Katie, I reckon, strong. are probably pretty strong, I can imagine. I think I could beat Katie. I think Kim, I think I can take Katie in an arm wrestle. I don't, don't think, know about um, Kim. I don't think Kim in a fight would have any limits. I think she would just do whatever she need to do to win. <laughs> just like cheat, like <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> kicking you under the table. <laughs> I mean, like she'd gouge her eyes out or something. Oh, like I see. She's okay. Mental. <laughs> nice. She's mental. Wow. Wow. Um, cool. Well, that's it from all of you guys. Uh, I guess oh, I got some Discord stuff. Discord maybe. stuff. Yeah, sure. Let's um, go for it, and then I'll talk about. So, Kirsten Salumi said the cows was her favorite moment. Yeah. Um, Very well loved. How long till Quill dies of old age? He's three, so... He's got, like, he's got a while. Tw- 27 um, years or so. Well, 27 yeah. years until like, the actual top end. But yeah, he's yeah. got a long time. Or a day if he meets a ghost. Um, you're yeah. stuck in a desert island with one NPC from a Rois or Lightfall. Who do you choose? Rosalina. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean Rosalina. I think... Yeah. I love her. Even for you, not Grunker. Um, a good point. Oh, so is it... Said Lightfall or Rois. If, if I'm stuck on a desert island. Oh, that's true. I wonder, yeah. Uh, I think if I was stuck on a desert island, if Tom was stuck, Rosalina. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She'd look after you. Then Zim Zam Zambalan. You do not want to be on a desert no, island true. with Zim Zam Zambalan. He's got, he's got the portable tent thing. Ooh, don't trust me. Nope. <laughs> don't want to be on that guy's island. Um... <laughs> Let's be real. He's great. Who's going to be the first to die? That is a question. Mm. I was thinking about this today. Fuck. I was literally thinking about this on my way into the office. So, if we think about the closest we've ever come. So, on the same fight, me and Lucius were downed and got injuries. I lost an eye, he got... And death-saving throws. And death-saving throws. In the ghost fight... I think a lot of people overlooked it. Lucius was extremely close to dying. He went down to four maximum HP. Mm-hmm. Quill, in the same fight, went down to three maximum HP. Um, and so we were both very close to dying in exactly the same situation. Um, so I think it's got to be between one of those two. I think, based on pure uh, mechanics, looking at the pure numbers, Lucius is the most at risk. He has very low hit points. Um, he doesn't have a very good AC, um, and he is often closer to the danger than he would like, yeah. or the melee fighters are too far away from him to protect him. Yeah. Um, so often, that is a big risk. I, just I think, Quill, you have healing, so if nothing else, you've got that kind of as a backup, as a last-minute backup. Mm-hmm. Nova has a very good constitution. She's very poor in melee, but with her cantrips and stuff, she can hold her own, mm. um, but she has a lot of hit points. Sentry... Amazing AC, which means that you'll not hit as often, which means you have much more survivability. And healing. And then, and then, and healing with Lay on Hands. Yeah. Um, and then Ayla, Barbarian Rage, means that she's resistant to most damage. So she basically has double her amount of hit points for most nice. things. So And she's got tons. So I think Ayla is very much like Elora, is going to be very hard to kill. Yeah. I think Sentry is going to be the same thing where... But the, the, the risk that the, the two of you have is you are in melee. Yeah. So you are much more likely to be hit multiple times. With Sentry, I know you've gotten down quite low on hit points yeah. before because things just target you. Because especially with protection, you make yourself a target so that people are like, we need to kill the robot first yeah. because the robot is protecting everybody else and then we'll move on to the other targets. Mm. But yeah. I think Lucius, because the thing is, is things like when you get to like enemies casting fireballs at you, one fireball can put Lucius out. Yeah. He can just put him on zero hit points and then... That's it. You're at risk, then. Yeah, and so. also if we look at the stats, 
thanks to High Roller Stats, my favourite page. <laughs> High Roller Stats. <laughs> um, did you know that Kim made her first successful death save very recently? Really? Of the entire She's never campaign. Made one. She Shit. only has passed one, and that was very recently. Damn. Um, and uh, there's so many good stats on there. Yeah. Like, I think I've rolled the most natural 20s on death saves, things like that. Yeah. I love that page. There's so many good stats so on much there. Good stuff. I think they're adding. You do roll a lot of nat 20s on death saving I do. Um, I think there was a question. That's somewhere. what kind of saved you in the Goliath fight, wasn't it? Yeah. Because uh, you were like unconscious yeah. on one underneath him and you were like. Pow. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, I, um, so cool. I rolled a natural 20 on that one as well. I. Uh, I think I natural 20 death save against the dragon in Lightfall as well. Yeah, I believe you did. Um, yeah, because it had yes. you in its mouth. It was, it oh was my God. threatening you. That was, that was I almost died. Just, that was it. It was the worst moment in High Rollers. I, I almost, the thing is, is, I almost is cried. the situation, Rhiannon, is this dragon had him. He was, on, he was unconscious or on one HP, but this dragon had him in its mouth and was basically telling the party, if you come fucking after me, I will crunch him and swallow him and he'll die. Jesus Christ. And th they basically had to let this dragon go. Yeah. It got up and it flew away and it just carried him in his mouth and basically, and it was a dragon so it did keep to its word. It was like, yeah. and it put him down. But if they had done anything, it would have just gone crunch, swallow and then he would have taken damage inside of its stomach and melted away. And I'd be inside the stomach Crazy. so I couldn't be rezzed either. Yep. Um, That's awesome. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, right. there's that. But, um, Yes, and I think I, I I just roll either roll very, very badly or very, very well. I don't think I've rolled middle ground. Yeah. Um, so I think I'd survive a death save yeah. easily. So Lucius is dead. That's the, that's Anything else from Discord? Uh, yeah, there's quite a lot, actually. Um, da -da -da -da, who's first to die? Do you have backup characters planned? For that's a good question. You don't? Uh, no ideas? No ideas, yeah. I started no. coming Apart from up you with... go with Rogue. Yes. You enjoy playing that one. Okay. Yeah, I started coming up with something uh, after the Goliath fight because <laughs> <laughs> um, I realised how close I got and I was just like, I yeah. probably start thinking about this. So yeah. I've got some ideas. There's nothing... I'd, anything cemented. you want to talk about? I'd like to hear it. I mean, I've got, I've got nothing like... In, uh, in I think I've got like four ideas and none of them are good. Like, I just need to think yeah. of one and just stick with that one well, I think um, as well like it'll be more interesting because now I've written a bit more about the Aurorus world like I've got more factions and stuff that you guys might want to belong to or like Ooh. be connected to and stuff like that as well like you got to meet that the you got to meet the paladin uh, the paladin of the um, uh, the blackened rose oh, he was cool like that's oh, a whole yeah. faction so and stuff cool. like that um, so there's there cool anything uh, else Tom? one of my favourite moments uh, is warm plates for sentry yeah, people love warm that plates. Was, uh, that was a good moment. I like that moment. It was just so unexpected. I yeah. think everybody was just like, "Would you like some food?" And you're like, "I just want a warm plate to hold to my face." <laughs> yeah, and it was so sweet and so innocent. <laughs> I think people loved that. Yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. That yeah. was a nice little moment. Uh, what is is there a reason? Is it just the sensation? The she sensation just likes of the warmth. She just think. likes the sensation of feeling yeah, warm. Yeah, she just oh, likes sweet. it. She's like, mm. um, I think this is only relevant to me for those of you who went to spe from spell reliant classes to weapon reliant classes or vice versa do you miss them um so i guess for me it's from reynard who was heavy bow focus mm -hmm. and just every time was just shoot shoot reload every now and then yeah uh, maybe it, hunter's mark do maybe. it in a cool way yeah um whereas quill has a lot more things he can do on every turn like yeah. he can but also um, things outside of combat he can do now as well yeah exactly um I, I mean, I miss it because it was just that much damage. It was so much damage. But I like uh, having as much 
versatility. Like the ability to just say, I'm not going to attack on this turn. I'm going to make everyone passive. Yeah. That calm emotions was clutch. Calm emotions, that's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, you can still get the damage. Guiding Bolt and Magic Missile. Guiding Bolt is well. very cool. I really like Guiding Bolt. I need to remember, it gives advantage as well the next for future attacks. It, yeah. uh, from anyone as well. Yeah. Uh, carry on for a bit. I'll I've got some Discord uh, ones I'm going to read out. So, Mathcos9000 donated. Greetings from Bodypen. Thank you very much. Kyle Molest. <laughs> Wow, what a name. Uh, how do you guys feel about D&D Beyond? How Love do you guys it. feel about yeah, it? Yeah, it's really good. It's really nice Found it useful? Use. Yeah, so good. It's Did it make it e- do you feel like making a character on that was easier than if you had yeah. to sit down with paper and stuff? Oh, I can't, yeah. I, can't, I can't use paper anymore. You t- t- I've forgotten what pens are. <laughs> like D&D Beyond, I cannot do it without uh, make a character without it anymore. It's just so easy. And I'm not yeah. saying this as a regular sponsor. It's, no, we're not sponsored right now. So not sponsored right now. It's, uh, I love it. It's, uh, there's a couple of things that... Um, have when we first started using it there was a couple of things where i was like i don't really know where this is or mm. i wish this was a lot easier and then all of a sudden like we come in a week later it's like oh it, they've changed it yeah it? it's they fixed, fixed it. yeah. <laughs> and it's just they're, like they're very good at keeping bam. updated it's really good um it's it's great i, I really really love it um yeah. i make quite a lot of characters tonight. i do think so and i've said this i've said this before i said this before we were sponsored by them and i'm sticking to it now i do think i don't 100 percent agree with their pricing scheme and the way that they price it. Um, and I know that that's not fully in their control as well. That comes down to yeah. like how it works with Wizards and Amazon and a lot of other stuff. Um, I do think it's slightly skewed. I think that if you were if you subscribe to D&D Beyond, you should get the base books for free. Yeah. I think you should get like Player's Handbook, Monster Manual for free. Yeah. Um, because they're so essential to using the tool. Yeah. If you're paying per month, it actually works out that you should get those books for free because it works out price-wise. Yeah. Um, and it allows you to like make characters and everything else. Um, and then with it comes to the books, you know, if there's a way to find it cheaper to do like digital production, that'd be great. But I yeah. know that that's tricky to do. Um, but apart from that, I do think it's a great tool. I think they're adding a lot to it. They've actually just did a poll. I retweeted it the other day, basically saying, what do you want us to work on next? Like what should be our next priority? So they're looking at doing a bunch of different stuff, like an encounter builder, um, APIs that people can build oh, cool. their own tools around. Yeah. I don't really understand how that works. It's basically magic to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, adding things like that in, just making like quality of life changes as well. Yeah. To the app, so I think it's good. I think it's a good system. It's, awesome. it's constantly improving, yeah. and it's um, super useful. Every time we mm. use it, it just gets better and better and better. The campaign um, management thing is genuinely great for somebody like me. And it's not that I distrust the players, but I know that people miss stuff quite often. Where I can just go in and be like, "Hmm, that's weird." I'm sure Ayla should have more hit points than this, yeah. and I can go in and check it and be like, "Oh yeah, Katie's done this. She's forgotten to add this in, or something like that." And then I can say, "Hey, by the way, you need to do this next time." Yeah. Um. Or you know, I can go in and be like, "I'm going to give Quill the three scrolls that he picked up, and I can just add them into his inventory." Yeah. You know, doing stuff like that makes it way easier, makes it much easier to manage, um, and just gives that kind of like full net for it. Looking at their character sheets at the end of Lightfall, I feel like. D&D Beyond is necessary. Yeah. Kim's yeah. was a mess. Yeah. It was a fun um, mess. I rewrote mine twice, I think, because yeah. it got so messy, and we'd level up like three or four times. And again, it's point. so easy to miss stuff. When you're just doing it on paper, it's easy to forget that bonus or mm. that modifier yeah. or that feat, you know, whatever. Uh, Michael Arks donated a <laughs> hundo, hundo. Uh, saying, first time donator. Well, thank you so much. What an incredible sum. Mm. I watched High Roller since the start, and recently my friends and me started playing D&D as well. I love you all. And when I saw that Stand Up to Cancer was in the list, I had to donate since I've sadly already lost someone very dear to me to cancer. Oh. Keep up the great work. Say hi to Trot for me since he isn't here. Well, Michael, thank you so much for 
the donation. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Thanks for supporting Stand Up to Cancer as well. Yeah, thank you um, very much. JB donated. Fine work once again this year, lads. Your mothers would be proud. Merry fucking festag. Merry festag. Uh, Dan donated. Thanks for all the great years of content and laughs. Thanks very much, Dan. Uh, Jake just said, I love Kayla. Kayla? Raycon? <laughs> Rachel! Oh, Ka- Kyla, maybe? Kyla? I don't know. But thanks, Jake. Ace of Thorns donated. Regular donator. Thank you very much. Welcome back. Just keep on shining, you wonderful people. Hope to meet you all again or meet some of you for the first time sometime in 2019. Thank you, Ace. Henry donated. Thanks for the streams this year. It's been great. Thank you very much. That it has. Uh, Katharina uh, donated. Hi, Rollers. I have just two things to say. Firstly, I love you all and hope 2019 treats you all wonderfully. No matter how bad my week has been, Hi, Rollers always makes me smile, and I can never thank you enough for that. And secondly, can you shout out to my friend Stahl? He's from New Zealand and rarely gets to watch live, so when he watches the VOD, it'll be a wonderful surprise for him to be shouted at by you. Stahl! Stahl! Hey, Stahl! Stahl! Hey. Stahl! Thanks. Thanks for your support. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, thanks, Katharina. Uh, Jack donating, just going, woo! Woo! Knox, yeet! Yeet! Uh, Brandon P. Learned how to play Minecraft watching Lewis and Simon back in the beta when those videos came out and still watching. Thanks for the years of entertainment. Uh, thank you very much, awesome. Brandon. Um, and awesome Lego. Uh, so happy to see you guys doing this every year. Keep up the amazing work, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Find those bundles. Very much. Anything else from Discord? Uh, favorite moment was either Lucius and the cows or Reynard proposing to Grunker. Oh, that was fair. That was a good last minute. That was a good Bam, last minute. I'm doing that. That's fine. Uh, I've got some things I can talk about. Uh, what from? Well, my 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 favorite moments. Your favorite moments. Yeah. My favorite moments. Yeah. Are you okay? So, are you saying your favorite moments as a DM or your favorite moments watching? My favorite moments as a DM. Okay. My, my cool. just favorite moments is like, you know, being a GM and high rollers in general. Um, and then also a little bit from some other stuff as well. I think for me, the finale of The Lightfall obviously was epic. My favorite specific moment for it was uh, Korak's speech, uh, Adric's speech, sorry. So yeah. that, you know, his big epic speech. I'd written that, and as I was writing it, I was like, fucking yeah <laughs> uh, it's like uh, like super hyped so getting to actually speak it out and stuff was really fun that's awesome um, his uh it was also adric's uh getting to put the full power of a paladin fighter combo where he dealt like 120 points of damage in a single round oh my god because it was just like that attack three attacks amazing. action surge three attacks every single one of them's a divine smite Awesome. <laughs> it was it was pretty great. It the, was like uh, a really cool. The visual moment. that you added to that as well. Of just like so, the rapid omni slash style strike. Yeah, it reminded me of um like Link's final smash in in <laughs> Smash. And it was just light beams just sliding out yeah. of the sky. It was so cool. Awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. So that was really fun. Um I think definitely the cam Grey Bell arc was really good. I'm glad that, that kind of the way that all planned out, it kind of met my expectations for it. Um the Erois, starting Erois, the initial, being able to start Erois in that, hey, you're in an airship and it's crashing. What do you yes. do? Like, that was really fun. I'm glad that it wasn't like a slow start that I could just throw you in and it was, oh, and everyone's yeah, like running great. around. Um, that was really good. The Brookstone stuff that we mentioned earlier, that was really fun. I think my favorite moments are still to come because I'm looking forward to you guys exploring the wider world yeah. um, and getting to see more of that. The stuff with Nightfrost was really cool because the Eterna are something which I had quite planned from the beginning and I've been very excited to share with everybody. Um, so that was really, really good as well. Um, there was obviously a lot of emotional moments over the time as well, like um, 
Vala's kidnapping and the resulting deaths and stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah, and also that Vala be. being rescued, like when she realized what had happened and like, you know, the fact that Quill and Lucius had been injured and yeah. she'd lost and everything else. Uh, yeah. That was really great. I, I, and I know it's like, I, people joke because I get teary eyed and I know Tom and Trot make fun of me and stuff, but that's no, my I, favorite thing in d and I like when like moments so as much as you do. Yeah. It's just I don't have tear ducts. Yeah, you have no emotions. I get it. So yeah, so like all of those kind of emotive moments. It's cool. Um, a really really cool the 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 epilogue we did for the Lightfall campaign where it was basically like so what happens over the next 10 20 30 years like and yeah. i went around the table and everybody you know said what they did god i was just floods of tears because <laughs> it was amazing seeing everybody so invested in their character and so happy yeah. to see their character have this story ending like that was super important to me yeah that's really i'm glad cool. that people cared about their characters enough to think about that yeah you know because it's so easy in D D. like when i was a kid when we played nobody you didn't pl- you didn't care about your character yeah. that much it was just a character that you played so being able to have that where everybody was like genuinely emotionally invested was top top stuff um so that was really good uh the other one for me the main one and i know this isn't necessarily high roles related but obviously was doing the stream of many eyes and being in critical role um callie is such a a character that's become so important to me now and like all the artwork and stuff like that and just like every time i see it, it melts my heart because I don't normally get to have a character. I'm yeah. normally playing a wide range of people. And I love the NPCs, but there's something special about this being my character in another GM's game. Um, and being in a game with like Matt, who's been a friend of mine for so long, was was top notch. And then the stream of many eyes, like going out there and meeting all of these D&D alumni and all these like designers and people that I've watched and respected for so long was just like, ah, oh, it's amazing. So yeah, yeah those, those are definitely my highlights, I think, for everything and then a lot of the stuff that we've already talked about like the cow fight was really funny and, yeah you know all that kind of good stuff um the the vessel venia house was oh, that was fucking glorious it was that moment where you guys came out of the room and you said like we're gonna leave we've made yeah. our decision and i rolled the because i had this mechanic where i was like every hour she moves around the house randomly because she's a ghost like she just wanders where she wants yeah. i fucking the last roll for the last hour and i was like fuck and so like describing this like you look up and you see this woman and katie's face just like oh god no <laughs> yeah. and you're all just like no you're just <laughs> freaking out i love oh, those god. moments yeah. i love those moments so good i think again that's something that i, I don't want to attribute it entirely to the injury table but it was just after we'd had a massive fight as well mm. with uh, with those uh, two injuries and two very close deaths that it was just, again, another massive uh, weight that was added to that combat. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I, I don't like thinking about it. <laughs> um, it's too spooky. Just, yeah, everybody was just like, no, 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 no. I think it was like, I can't remember if it was you or Kim or somebody's just like going, no, 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 no. No, <laughs> no. no, like the cat, like the cat name. Like, no, 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 no. So funny. It's um, like, we got to get out. Watching you guys freak out was it's like so all good. the bad feelings, like, no. <laughs> what you got there, Tommy boy? Uh, I've just been copying. There was actually a lot of questions in the okay. Discord. I didn't realize. We can go um, through those now because we've got like 20 minutes still. So, so uh, is the world of Aroas fully planned out or are you still developing it as the campaign progresses? Still developing it. So the way that I tend to do my campaigns is I plan out the vague areas where the PCs are and then we'll slowly build out the other continents. Aroas is like a million times bigger than the Lightfall campaign as well, than Iraq. 
Um, so Eroes is, I think, like five big continents, two major archip- archipelagos, yeah. and a series of the, the sky cities, which are themselves basically massive locations. How does Savona compare to Iraq? Savona is about the same size as Iraq. Holy shit, and that's just one of five. That's just one of five. And then you've got the archipelagos and the sky cities as well. Um, and they're all very... I've tried to be much more in detail with their economics and their, you know, the governments and kingdoms and stuff like that as well. Um, so, yeah, so Eroes is pretty big. So I haven't planned it all out yet. It's always going to be growing. Hopefully growing with the help of these guys as well, like as they come up with more stuff for their backstories. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, have you forgotten about Nova's hand being infected? It was. It, it, sometimes I do things <laughs> where I'm like, I'm going to make you roll a saving throw and I'm going to describe some stuff, but I'm not actually going to make you get an infected hand. I'm just, I'm doing it to scare Kim because it's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it would have been healed by now anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the thing, and here's the other thing, right? With this bloody person on the team, miss five hit points, cure disease. There's no point. There's just yeah. no point worrying about it anymore. Everyone gets heals. Yeah. Um, Talons, man. So you good. get a heal, and you, you get, get a heal. heal. Yeah. I don't even have to roll for it. Just, well, it's, it's done. Just there. It's, it's gone. It. Done. Take it. See ya. Uh, need a rest, and then it's back again. Uh, isn't it possible for Sentry to reanimate Echo? I thought he was basically like a familiar and can be restored when she takes a rest or something. Yeah, we talked about this, isn't it? So, so yes, he can just be repaired. He can be replenished like a like a familiar. But you wanted it to actually be like you wanted to find a reason to rebuild him and yeah. like you know an actual in-game RP way to do it properly. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So we're we're working towards that. But I mean, yeah, it's uh, you know. It's up to you how you want to do that. Like, if you want to, you know, find some remnant tech or buy some old guardian parts or something like yeah. that. That's a way that that can happen. So yeah, that's the plan. Cool. So you've basically personally added some. Yeah, Rhiannon's personally chosen that she wants to do it in an RP way rather than just yeah. oh, I click my fingers and he's back kind yeah. of thing. Because cool. it, it's basically like you have to pay a certain amount of gold and do an hour long ritual. Yeah, and you can get them back. But It'd be cool to just like have to physically. Get, get acquire the, the means to yeah make him mm-hmm. again. It'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, are you all? Uh, are you overwhelmed by all the questions being asked? <laughs> Not really. No. I like it. I love yeah. answering questions. It's great. Um, have any of the characters developed or grown in a way that you hadn't considered when thinking them up? Interesting question. What about you guys? Definitely. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've I, also I, done a lot of growing. I think um, when it comes to how characters. Um, react to the world for me I kind of leave it to the scenarios they're placed in so I obviously couldn't predict episode one crashing an airship um, yeah. the murders in Rose Hall uh, losing the eye uh, saving Vala and his reaction to Brookstone and things like that like if I spend ages writing down well if he's in this situation then he'll do this thing I don't know how I want him to grow. I just want him to grow naturally with the world that surrounds him. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that surprised me. Like he's gone from meek and mild to he has that. his moments of of authority and like that moment when you stood up against the crowd of Brookstone and like you yeah. were calling him out and stuff. Yeah, um, to go from the meek sentry, 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 sentry. Yeah, like, I think he knows when he's angered and when he's crossed. He takes that position and like when he was called leader before any of that even happened surprised me um because he'd shown no reason to be the authority um in my opinion um 
But then, obviously, when everything happened and he suddenly, bam, this is what he's going to do now. He's yeah. um, a leader and he's calling the shots and also he's basically telling someone that he killed their son. Um, <laughs> did do that. He did do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm getting messages on about, Discord now. Yeah. What um, about the other characters? Um, Rianne and you? I think Sentry is, has become kind of more gentle than I think I envisioned her. I think I want her to be more of like a... In the start, I, I imagined her being like this badass, like, like... Well, she's a soldier. She's a soldier, yeah. So I thought she'd be more sort of run-and-gun, hack-and-slash type. Hmm. But she's got this, like, really... She, she's got this nice sort of soft personality to her which I think kind of is a nice contrast against her exterior like yes. she might look like really imposing and freaky but she's just this she just wants to care and protect and I think that that's come about with the group as well because obviously yeah. you made Sentry and then the group got together and adventured together and yeah. really the group is a lot of soft they need to be protected like yeah. Lucius Quill and Nova they're not warriors, they're not soldiers, no. they're not fighters. The only one who is is Ayla, who's very fiercely independent. Yeah. So I think Sentry becoming more soft and motherly and protective of these three useless children <laughs> um, makes sense. Like, it's, you know, she's got to look after them because yeah. they can't clearly fight for themselves. Or they can, but they need a little bit of help along the way. Yeah. So I think that that makes sense. I really like, like that it, she yeah. Comes out. Yeah, I like that as well. Um, and yeah, I think it's, yeah, people would see Sentry as this badass robot warrior and it's not, you know, there's a softer side there. I think, like, I feel like Lucius has changed quite a lot. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like Lucius has grown up, like, you know, what, if not the most, then one of the most out yeah. of everybody. Because, obviously, he started off as just the obnoxious daddy's boy. And he still has that, but yeah. there are also these moments of maturity. I will always remember, after the Brookstone thing, Lucius is the one who was first, like we got to fucking find this yeah. guy. Like He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to clear these people away. Like, he was on it. Like, Trot yeah. really role-played that really well of him, like, taking command of the situation as well. And I think, like, having Lucius and Quill being the ones doing that, whilst Nova was just freaking out and, you know, Sentry was up upset and Ayla's just like, well, I, I don't know what to do. Well, Ayla wasn't there at the time. Um, made a really nice kind of contradiction kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it was really, really good. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was nice. Any more, Tommy? Uh, yeah, I think we need to rattle through these because we haven't got sure. a lot of time left. Um, uh, what made Rhiannon and Tom join? Uh, like, why did you guys want to? We kind so of I think it's a earlier. slightly different question. I wanted to because I've always known about D&D &D and I've never found a group to play it. And I joined you in Civ a couple of times mm -hmm. and it was great fun. Yeah. And I loved it. And there's actually, in one of the Civ episodes, I think it's the Snowflake one, uh, when Shin nukes the world and it's the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened there's one episode where I think I say I'd love to play D&D <laughs> and um, uh, that's, so that was before I joined High Rollers so if you can find that yeah. find that but yeah I just really wanted to just play wanted some D&D &D. that's kind of the same thing um, yeah same here yeah I wanted to dip my toe into yeah there we are. Yep. And I and I think it was one of those things where with Tom, because I'd done Civ with him, I was like, Tom's really funny. I think he'd get on well with the group. Let's invite him in and try him out for a month. And then with Rhea, it was the same thing of like, we really liked her as a person. I knew you'd done streams with Craigel and stuff, so I knew you weren't completely new to streaming. Yeah. And I was like, let's let's give it a go. Yeah. Right. Uh, in case I need to ask again, how is Rhiannon so fantastic? How, is, how are you so fantastic? I, yeah. What, what happened? I don't talent? know. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> There you go. Um, 
Awkward Dog Boner sent us a message. Oh. It says, what happened to that Awkward Dog Boner donation guy? He was really cool. <laughs> he was really cool. He was really yeah. cool. We, we miss, miss you. We miss um, Awkward Dog Boner. Yeah. Um, would you fuck a mermaid? <laughs> Just sure well, not answering. Um, I've got a question for Mark. As a DM myself, I love to create nice encounters which sometimes do not get used. I'd love to hear what you do with the content that you have prepared for sessions, but the players never experience due to choices or other circumstances while playing, like recently with the Banshee. Uh, most of the time, it just gets shelved, uh, ready to, if they ever go back, then I'll just keep that on board. And then I might think about how it's changed or adapted over time. Um, other times, it just gets reskinned and used elsewhere, like depending on the scenario. Yeah. So. Cool. Illusion of choice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'd like to know uh, how Mark thinks the alternate dungeon masters like Kim have grown with their one shots. Well, it's hard because I'm very rarely in them. That's the mm. thing is often Kim does the one shots when I'm away. So mm. I haven't gotten to play yet uh, and I don't have the time to watch them back, sadly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like Kim has definitely learned a lot over the time. Like she's definitely, Kim's always been really good. She comes to me with a lot of ideas and she's very creative and that's really, and she cares about the players having fun. And that's ultimately what makes a good dungeon master. And yeah. I think it's just, the only thing that Kim's learning now is just the improvisational skills and that's just something you get from time and practice. She did very, very well with yeah. the um, house. Oh yeah. Uh, the asylum. That was, yeah, that was, was so thing? good. I think Creepy asylum. Can't remember when we named that one. Yeah. Something asylum. Um, so good. So good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to rattle through some donations just while you find some questions. Travis donated. Hi, I love you. Thank you very much. Generally literate added $5 to the donation. Hey, Mark, how do you go about structuring D&D sessions in terms of balancing combat, non-combat, and helping new players find their way? Loving the new campaign, even though I run my own D&D group on Sundays, so I have to stick to the podcast. Um, generally, I don't try and structure it specifically. I don't sit there and say, like, oh, we'll have a fight every you know two hours or whatever. I just generally look at the locations, the scenarios, what's been happening, and then just write encounters that would make sense. Um, in terms of newer players, the only thing I try and do is make sure that, like, I give a certain amount of my attention to, like, when Rhiannon joined is, like, making sure that I would ask, what does Sentry think about this? Or yeah. what does Sentry want to do? Uh, just to make sure that they feel included. But then also, like, just checking in with them outside of the game. And, you know, I did that, yeah. like, saying to you, like, how are you finding it? Are you okay? Is there anything you need help on? Um, and awesome. just doing that in general uh, generally seems to be the best way. Um, and just asking them to be involved. So there's that. Darth Dave 41 Hi Rollers Jingle Jam Still best Jingle Jam Thanks for all the laugh The oh shit moments The wait what just happened moments Over the last nearly three years Here's for cracking 2019 And whatever all of you Lovely people throw at us Thank you very much And then Connor donated A ha 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 fundo A fundo 2018 has come and gone And while many of us Change and grow in the coming year One thing will never change Is that love I share With this community Been an amazing year You guys rock uh, Sorry I'm a critter That's <laughs> not a problem at all <laughs> um, Me too Cool uh, A couple more from Discord a couple of friends want to start playing D&D. When creating characters, is it better to fit them in the world after knowing about it or create your character, then fit it to the world? I think you can do both. I yeah. think as long as you've got a flexible dungeon master who can bend their world a little around you and you're willing to be flexible and bend your character around their world, you can easily make do both. It's, it's a compromise between both sides. Like, for example, when we made it, you know, Rhiannon really wanted to play a Warforged. I was like, okay, I don't want to use Warforged specifically because that's another campaign's thing. Yeah. I can make a race which is very similar and has similar traits and stuff like that, and we can use that. Yeah. Um, when you know Tom had the idea of he was like, I want to be a Birdman cleric, you know, he didn't have a god in mind, so he was like, oh yeah, Hesper, this god sounds great. I'll use that one and yeah. stuff like that. And then know? I think Hesper slowly became 
more I've adjusted around it. Yeah, uh, like, Arakocra. Yeah, I, bit, I uh, changed it so that Hesper became the father of Arakocra. Yeah, so it made like more that. sense. Yeah. Um, would it be possible for fans to do their own version of Aroas in a future setting? In a future uh, campaign setting? Well, the plan, the ultimate hope, uh, one thing which I've been working on for the last six months is I've been writing up the Aurorus campaign as if it were to be made into a campaign book mm-hmm. with the hope that one day I will publish that book and then you guys can use that to run your own adventures, very similar to what Matt did with the Taldori campaign guide. Um, because Aurorus is such a big world, that book will probably take the form of it will be focused on Suvona, another continent, and then a few of the sky cities. And then each book will be a different continent and different set of size cities and stuff like that. But you'll get like all the race information and stuff in the first book. So cool. hopefully you can use that to run your games. It will take me a bit of a time and I haven't quite fully worked out how I'm going to do it because it requires a lot of artwork um, that I need to pay for. But yeah, we'll figure it out, whether it's kickstarted or something. I don't know. Um, Tom, how are you planning on breaking Mark in 2019? I don't write this stuff. It just happens. Um, <laughs> it just happened. It just happens. Uh, when will Century going feral start to become an issue? You are, so if I remember, Century is 13. 13. So two Two more years. Two years. Well, 15 is the average. And 15 is the average when they start to when they When they go feral. Doesn't mean it can't happen sooner. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on a longer piano arrangement of the Aurora's theme. Is there anywhere I can send it when it's done uh, so you guys can hear it? Or would it be sent Uh, What's the fan art? art? Yeah, fan art. Is it highrollers at gmail.com? I think so, yeah. Go there. Um, use the fan art email because the best thing with that as well is Trot is the one who um, normally does the fan art videos yeah. and Trot is the one who made the music and the yeah. theme. Yeah. So He'd love to hear it. He'd love, He'd to, love hear to hear that. Um, Mark, Last how did one. you feel... Uh, oh, this is from Nightjar, by the way. Oh, perfect. Thanks, Nightjar. Uh, how did you feel when you saw Callie was included in the new Critical Role animated intro? Oh, Super fucking so happy. Cool. And also, Man. Uh, no, sorry, carry on. Uh, I was just going to say, like, that was a genuine, like, I watched it, I was super excited, I loved the intro, and then when I saw her come up, I was like, yeah. my precious girl, she's she's in, in that world, and I love it. That intro um, is so, like... I cannot mm. wait for the fucking nine to go back to Zadash so they can get her package. Matt's, <laughs> been, Matt's been holding this package of gifts for months, and I want them to get it! Yeah. <laughs> uh, also... When are we getting an Echo plushie and I'm a Delight merch? <laughs> so I'm a Delight merch. We are talking about like doing a one-off like you know, uh, print-on-demand run, so it won't make a lot of money for us, but people can buy it if they want. Um, Echo plushie, I am down for. Uh, we Me need too. to look into it, but yeah, we need to check out yeah, I mean, how much we can do that. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a tricky one to do. Plushies and stuff generally are very expensive. Yeah. Mm. Um, um, but I think that's time. Um, Just one last donation, because it's a, it's a half hundo. From Metamanu. From, oh, wow. from Metamanu, one of our regulars. Mark, would you let a one-shot happen so you can play for once? Love you guys. See you next year. We talked about it. I think like I would definitely be up for doing some stuff like that, maybe when I need a bit of a break. Um, but the last thing to really talk about is one thing. Uh, it is more of me GMing. But one thing we've been talking about is doing a little uh, a side project. Yes. A little mini, mm. mini series. Yeah. Not sponsored. Um, it won't be in Dungeons & Dragons. It'll be in a different system. But it'll be themed around Cowboy Bebop, Firefly, yeah. um, Space Cowboys is the yeah. working title I have for it. We just need to talk uh, to the rest of the group, figure out who wants to be in it, because obviously a lot of people have got other stuff going on. I know these two are keen. Um, okay. But if, you know, if Trot and Kim and Katie can't do it, then maybe we can ask people like Martin or Lydia or yeah. those yeah. kind of guys. And that will be on the High Rollers Twitch yes. channel, uh, not the Ogs channel. Yeah, and it'll be on um, High Rollers uh, but YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter and you'll see all yeah. the updates there. We are coming up with it. Yeah. 
as basically. But it's, it's a cool project for 2019. We want to do more stuff like that. We want to yeah. do more like little one shots and YouTube content and videos and stuff like that yeah. as well. So um, more to look forward to in 2019. Also, New Year's resolution. I kind of want to DM this year at some point as a one shot or something. <gasps> My boy. I want to try and try and do it. My boy. Off-stream. I've done it off stream before, but um, we'll see. Yeah. My sweet boy. Yeah. Maybe we should this. do like a little two week uh, break in the summer. Oh, Tom's, Tom's I feel like I've now committed to this. Oh, You've amazing. <sighs> you said it now. <sighs> nah, see, look, Chet <laughs> loves it. Well, look, thank you so much for joining us for this uh, look back on rollback yeah. our, our rollback do you get it 2018 uh, for high rollers I hope you've enjoyed it I'd like to make this a little yearly tradition yeah uh, hopefully next year we'll have more people with we'll us we'll see you well. on the 29th of December next year which is the no, last Sunday no we'll see you next week on I'm the 6th of January I'm for the next rollback yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we'll see you for the next one but yeah we'll be back next week 6th of January back in Erois back to the campaign we can't wait thank you so much for supporting the Jingle Jam thank you so much for supporting us throughout the year take care roll on Sunday see you in 2019 thank you very much bye, bye. bye.